This episode of Video Game Apocalypse is brought to you by GameFly, and Video Game Apocalypse listeners can go to gameflyoffer.com/lasertime and get started with a free 30-day trial. Welcome to episode 172 of Vigi Game Apocalypse. I, as always, am your host, Michael Raparas. Who else is here with me? Too busy playing Pokemon Go. What's your name, though? Uh, Poke Sparrow. Got him! Wow. Chris Antis. Wow. <laughs> Who else? Uh, briefly not playing Pokemon Go, Dave Rodman. <laughs> Excellent. And this is Bob Mackey, the Counter-Strike Go gambling kingpin. <laughs> I will take you all down with me. Wow, Bob Mackie! Hey. Oh wait, this, the, the website gamblingforbob.com, I do not own it. <laughs> See, they yeah. contacted me first, and I get I get these checks in the mail, so uh, uh, I, yeah. I don't know where they come from, but I do cash them. See, I thought your name was Bob McKee. Oh, no, 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 yeah. that's what one guy thinks. Who, uh, I don't even want to mention his name. but I, I do want to apologize for that on last week's show. I, I didn't know the depth of the, the Counter-Strike Go Lotto situation, and I didn't know that this was something that Valve... While not intentionally, could profit on. In addition, Valve can profit on these services. Okay. On the sale of on the sale of these guns, Valve can profit. So that's why they have been si- silent. I didn't know that. I was not standing up for these guys or saying mm. they did nothing wrong. They have a class action lawsuit against them. I, yes. I don't know yep. if anyone mentioned I that. I just feel like I, I let forget. them get away with. I, I let them get. Eh, it's a mistake. We and, make those. And, and there's an even newer controversy this week, Is which that? we oh, might talk about oh. later. Oh. Um, <laughs> but in that, that's for another segment. In the meantime, I and I have the ultimate tips for Pokemon. Go. All right. I found a way to uh, level up very fast. And if you haven't seen LaserTimePodcast.com, I'll tell you what it is. We have oh, a tips and tricks segment nice. on this podcast, I believe. Mm. I've never been able to do this before. All the, I'm the not big, even joking. Best codes. Well, this <laughs> this week's top five, miraculously enough, has nothing to do with Pokemon Go <laughs> because I've been busy playing real games, bitches. Yeah, me too. What the hell? This is For true, is that convincing? Honest... Did I sound tough? You're just yeah. saying that because it's tall. I'm a true and honest gamer, and I only play real games. <laughs> All right, Ooh, but you you are you have played one of the new releases this week, haven't you? I have. I reviewed it. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Oh, yes. I'm excited yes. to talk about that too. bunch of bunch of new releases this week, but this week uh, this is a topic that I've actually been working on for a while, ever since I finished playing one of the games on this list. I wanted to talk about knockoff games that ended up surpassing the originals. I have uh. always wanted to do this as a laser time subject. Well, so too we bad might, you're doing it as a VGA subject. <laughs> well, I mean, we have we can cover everything else. Cuz I said true. to you, if you're covering cookies, we got to talk Hydrox. Because <laughs> Hydrox is known as the Oreo knockoff even though it came before Oreo. I, I love yeah. GoBots. Go- <laughs> Every single one of them. <laughs> even when they were machine men. Yes. Put out uh, by yeah. Bondi. More of a superhuman samurai cyber squad guy mm. than a See, I'm more of a tattooed teenage alien fighters from Beverly Hills guy. I'm with Beetleborgs. <laughs> All right, let's jump in with our wonderful knockoff games, beginning with... Number five! Digimon. Uh, any guesses? It sounds hmm. so familiar. It is, okay, I'll, I'll say what game it's knocking off first, and then see if you can guess it. Hmm. It is knocking off the original 16-bit Sonics. Oh, oh yes, I streamed this. What, fantastic. Freedom Planet? Freedom, Freedom Planet, Planet. Oh, yes. Yeah. Okay. It's really cool. It's so good. 
So Freedom Planet came out I, first on Steam and then to Wii U um, a, a couple the years ago. The was Kickstarter goal. We now know is stupid. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Yes. To bring it to Wii U? Yeah, get two million. <laughs> we're going to bring it to Wii U. Why don't you just drop it in the ocean? But, like, yeah. like, <laughs> but Wii U does seem like a natural fit. Yeah. Like, this belongs on a system that has some that nostalgic cachet. What kind of people who will spend, like... Extremely high amounts of money to get something kickstarted are often people who wanted to play on Wii U because I think it's initially, like yeah. it, it, it fits their Nintendo like narrative initially. But like this game oh, is man, awesome. No are Somebody, so, I'm sorry, I don't remember your name, but they gifted it to me on Steam. Like I think this would make for a good stream. Like I'll take your word for it. I'm like no, this is great. Yeah, this no. is awesome. And yeah. I think it's all based on like Deviant artists. Really? Uh, yeah, yeah. The, like hmm. Sonic fan art community, uh, 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 like. It, it grew out of that, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, well, the, the art style is very heavily wow. Sonic mm-hmm. influenced. Yeah. Uh, it, that's pretty clear, and it does retain, I think, the the, the frantic feel of like Sonic Two, Sonic Three. Those. Have you played it, Bob? I haven't. I, I missed out on this, but I, I do feel like everybody at this point has, has made a better Sonic game than Sega. Like even um, <laughs> I, I reviewed uh, Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze a few years ago, and I was like, "This is a this is a good Sonic the Hedgehog game." Like oh, I, wow. I, it felt like a Sonic the Hedgehog game. So I feel like I need to play this. Yeah, yeah. Freedom Planet is probably the best Sonic the Hedgehog game yes. since the nineties. It's like if they if if. Sonic 3D Blast never happened. This would have been Sonic Five mm. or Sonic, yeah. Sonic, the real Sonic Four. Well, Sonic except 4 that shouldn't have happened. It, yes. uh, it stars two characters who have nothing to do with the original cast. Mm-hmm. I've got a motorcycle and she's a dragon. They're like super fast. Turn straight. So those are lo- that's Carol talking. Carol and Lilac are the two main characters. Mm-hmm. Lilac is a pur- uh, purple dragon. Who goes really fast because she's a dragon, and Carol is a green wildcat who oh. goes really fast because because Tails did too. With so. a name like Carol, <laughs> I thought there was like a, a random like like office manager in the game. Like I ordered y'all pens. I'm Carol. <laughs> I'm Carol from Hi. HR. I've so, got a motorcycle. Hey, if this game came from DeviantArt, I'm guessing one character eats the other and then somehow gets pregnant with her, <laughs> and the all... rest of the game is the childbirth process. <laughs> they all have like sorry, pack artists. abs. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, um, although they, they can't resist uh, little nudging winks to their source material. I take it you know this guy. Girl. This girl? <laughs> She's like my tail. Always right behind me. Carol the Wildcat, at your service. And this is Lilac. It's like my tail. And also, like, note... I, it might be difficult to hear, but there's, like, a difference in audio quality between those recordings. So, yeah, that's, that's pretty... But still... And you can cringe at it. It's still better than any Sonic yes. dialogue of the last yeah. eight years. Yes. I just streamed Sonic Adventure 2 uh, uh, a few weeks ago, and it was like, wow, this passed for like actual dialogue. You could sell to somebody, but it really didn't. Speaking Dude, of I Sonic played Game Sonic Game. Adventure 1 to look up the Knights level yeah. recently mm. for its anniversary. It, it is an abomination against Christ. There was a Knights <laughs> level? Uh, there's a Knights pinball table in the yeah. casino oh, level. Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, I think I remember that. Zubat, by the way. Speaking of Sonic curious. Adventure 2... Uh, one area where I think Sonic is still better than Donkey Kong is raps. Sonic Adventure oh. 2's rap is better than mm. the Donkey Kong rap. Yeah. I will fight anybody who that disagrees could, with me. Ecadonia is still <laughs> off the chain. I mean, it's, it's like it's like the Ghostbusters rap where it's so literal, like, I'm going to find the crystals, I'm in this level, yep. here are the enemies. It's very, very literal, and I like that. Yeah. yeah and I, I think part of one of the coolest things about Freedom Planet, I mean, the, the levels are built with that sort of uh, Sonic the Hedgehog aesthetic where, like, you can blast straight through them, but then there's, like, a bunch of little alternate paths that have cool power-ups and hidden things. Uh, And then they they add a bunch of their own touches. Like, uh, you can play as both Lilac and Carol separately, and you'll get 
Uh, two different versions of different levels going through that. I think slightly different story. Uh, Carol also has a few original touches. She's like has like melee combos and a motorcycle that she can ride around on and used to ride up walls, which is really cool. And, and it's it's just a, a very surprisingly deep game for what's essentially a fan game. And, yeah, uh, there's there's always like I don't know what to call that. Always like. Yes, you're running. It's a platforming game. Then there's like a weird mid-level element, and then the bosses are really goddamn cool. Oh yeah, They're really cool. And like, I think Sonic is notorious for the lamest, lamest boss fights of all time. Sloppy, mm, right up there. Floaty, drippy. Here's a flying saucer yeah. with a wrecking ball. Yeah. Here's a flying saucer with <laughs> legs, etc. etc. I, I want to go back and play it now. Just think, I only played it like that one time for the stream, but I thought it was amazing. Yeah, it's really good. Uh, everybody, go play Freedom Planet Cheat and. Shit. You also might want to look into our next one. Number four. All right, there's not a lot of good audio in this game. I'll just say that up front. But, Bob, this is actually a game we touched on very briefly during a Retronauts that I was on. Oh. Where we were talking about SimCity. Okay. Should I go ahead and say it? Yeah. Is this... No, this oh. is this is uh, City Skyline. Okay, I'm sorry. You can you can mute me on that one. <laughs> <laughs> I'll probably just put a big beep there. Okay, <laughs> but yeah, City, City Skylines is uh, a developer basically went off and did their own probably su- surprisingly not actionable clone of SimCity, and it is in every way I think one of the best SimCities. Well, there was really no one ever. left to sue them after yeah, uh, after uh, Max's close. But yeah, I, I actually I had this game. I only played it for an hour or two, but it is uh, um, not only just a great SimCity with all the bullshit removed that the 2013 version added, mm-hmm. which I think is still not as bad as people wanted it to be. They just sort yeah. of wanted to burn it at the stake, but it is just this gorgeous and um, just so many just so many things you can do that weren't really part of SimCity 2013 that kept the city so small for functionality that didn't really work. Yeah, well, I think I, I was reading a review of it. I haven't played it very much, but mm-hmm. it starts you off with this like four kilometer by four kilometer grid. And it's like, well, that seems kind of small, so this is a little bit like, you know, SimCity. And then you build it out, and as you build it out, you can eventually purchase ad- adjacent plots of land to the point where you have, like, uh, 36 square kilometers, like this huge thing. And uh, it looks gorgeous. Oh, it's beautiful, yeah. Like, I, I, I loaded up on my Mac first, and it's like, it runs like crap. I'll go over <laughs> to my PC. This is amazing. It runs at like 120 frames a second, and it's beautiful. It's weird that if you have a new gaming PC, a SimCity clone is what you'd recommend people play. It's like, <laughs> I want to zoom in and watch the people walk around and yeah. watch each individual street like cast a glow on everything around it. <laughs> I want uh. instant feedback when I zone a, a, a new area and, yeah. and add a police station and make people feel secure. Yeah, uh. like that. That <laughs> So, one of the neat things about City Skylines is it has its own uh, Twitter parody called Chirper. Mm, that, right. Like, there's always an icon at the top of the screen, and uh, every time your citizens have feedback for you, it lights up with that little ding, and uh, you get to see, like, a, a comment from somebody who has an opinion about something. It's funny that you said it's, it could be actionable, because literally, if you know how to play SimCity, you can just start playing this, and yeah. all the zones are the same. I mean, SimCity is based off of real life, of course, so you're not going to make up zones just for the sake of, yeah, you know, yeah. you know, not being sued, but you can just jump right into this if you know about SimCity and have fun. Yeah, just build roads, residential, industrial, commercial, and then uh, you can start taxing the shit out of things. Yes. And you, get to like, you have to get to, like, 500 people before you start taxing, so... 
Right, my, my little town is running at a severe deficit right now. I have no idea what to do. I find that whenever I uh, play a SimCity game, my inner conservative comes out. It's like, Tag, get the poor out of here. Up, 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 up. <laughs> uh, you're blighting my neighborhood. So it's like I'm kind of making my own little San Francisco. <laughs> <laughs> the poor can come in to clean my dishes. <laughs> yes, Mayor Ed Lee presiding. I'm, I'm slightly poor for the area, just in case you're wondering. <laughs> We're extremely poor for the area. Upper, middle, mm-hmm. lower class, They I think. say it, uh, to to live here comfortably right now, you have to make, on average, $72,000 a year just to pay your rent and have, like, yeah. grocery money. Just to eat yeah. toast every morning. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, toast is expensive. Oh, yeah. In that place? A slice of SF toast? Is that $8? Or yeah. Something? yeah. There's a restaurant called Toast, and they specialize in fucking $6 toast with guacamole spread on it, baby. Come on. You know you want to pay for it. <laughs> Jesus. You're paying I was for the experience, what that place Chris. Was. Mm-hmm. Um, I do love toast with guacamole, but I can make it at home. Mm. Yeah, City Skylines, fantastic if you don't like the more recent SimCities. Uh, or even if you do, it's just a great city builder. Let's jump ahead to... Number three! Uh, <laughs> See, this is the one that you mentioned earlier, Bob. Yes, it is, Stardew Valley. Yes, a knockoff of Harvest Moon. Exactly. And uh, I am a sort of a lapsed Harvest Moon fan. I've always wanted it to get good again. And uh, I used to go to E3 before I got sick of it and could stay home. And every year I would go to Natsume's booth, who makes Harvest Moon. And they'd be like, here's our new Harvest Moon game. And it's like, oh, please be good, please be good, please be good. Oh, it's not good again. And Mark then, Summers, oh, so close. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and then there was some uh, weird split where... The people who made Harvest Moon continued making it in Japan under the Harvest Moon name, but it came out here as Story of Seasons, and even that is still not where I want Harvest Moon to be. My my ideal Harvest Moon is Friends of Mineral Town. I think everyone would agree, and this is that's what Stardew Valley yeah. takes off. Hey, I, I'm here to talk about this. Friends of Mineral Town. Yes, it's the Game Boy Advance <laughs> one. It is just the ideal Harvest Moon, and it's as open and free as Stardew Valley is. Actually, yeah. Stardew Valley is more open and free, but it has that same model. Well, isn't, Chris isn't, is giddy over this. <laughs> I have I distinct Harvest Moon preferences, and that's what you're here for. Isn't the deal that, is it Natsume that publishes it yeah. in America? And I think they have the rights to the Harvest Moon name, which is not its name in Japan. Huh. Yes. Every time I write about Harvest Moon, I have to write a paragraph about this. Okay, so I know this is this, okay. and that is that, and I there are two things. Yeah, I Harvest guess. Moon is an American name that Natsume owns, essentially. Right. Yes, it's a farm story in Japan uh, translated. Uh, uh, that's much clearer. Very catchy name. title. Bokujo Monogatari, I think. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. But this is this is in many ways a throwback to the original Super Nintendo. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wanted to call it Farmville for a second. Harvest Moon. <laughs> <laughs> Very different games. But it has a lot of the same just basic gameplay loops where you're planting crops and waiting for them to grow and seeing them improve a little bit each day and then you get to pick them and it's glorious and it's just it's accompanied by this sound again it's like pulling turnips out of the ground with that sucking noise everything i've seen about it makes me think it's like the perfect mobile game it wouldn't really work as a mobile. I don't know how, yeah, there's. I mean, the controls aren't complicated, but I really think you too need... too complicated uh, for a touchscreen. I mean, yeah, it okay, is yeah. an action RPG to the point where Ooh, the yeah. single creator we've talked about this before. Yeah, um, Concerned Ape is is the uh, developer name that he goes by. I forget what his real name is right now, but uh, he added a bunch of new systems, like to the point where I can't imagine just keeping all of this stuff straight. Like, yeah. And making it all work so well together. But uh, one of the things you can do is you can go into the mines on the outskirts of town. And uh, the mines are full of rocks that you can break and monsters you can fight. Again, 
Great, uh, great sounds that are very satisfying to people who've been playing this game. Breaking rocks, collecting gems. Oh, there's a slime. <laughs> is that what that is? Uh, are you sure? Because it sounds to me <laughs> like, like yeah. Chris is working from home. Sounds today. like. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say uh, Link is, running through water, but fine, Bob. Make, make it all. That is I'm not sorry. Chris jerking off. It is the yeah. sound. You're really happy about the, the new crossing. Hitting a come slime in. with a sword. Chris is going to make fun of me again, but this game actually borrows a lot from Rune Factory, and I think mm. Rune Factory Four was the last good Harvest Moon style game, mm. and this is essentially all that stuff together in one game with the freedom that you got in Friends of Mineral Town where it's yeah. like I just want to farm I don't want to hear the, this game's story you know because <laughs> what, what kind of story are you going to tell in a farming sim you know but it, it is more it's doubling down on the sim element but the yeah. dating part is still there if you want to oh yeah so you, you, it has I was going to say it has that story element but it's not a continuous linear story like it's just sort of you're creating your own story and then you can pursue these other stories Mm. and one thing i love about indie games where um in your triple a mass effects or whatever they'll be like oh this is the gay character we're gonna treat this very safely you might see a kiss that's it Mm -hmm. and in this game it's like date whoever you want it doesn't matter everyone could be gay you could be gay Uh like date anyone you want and that's what something harvest moon would never do like i asked the creator once he's like well if there's enough demand for it he's like tugging at his collar (laughs) and sweats pouring down his face (laughs) a japanese company would probably not do that unless it was made for the sake of titillating dudes, you know. Mm-hmm. But in this game, it's just like just date whoever; it's fine. Yeah. Well, I think I think you know Japanese companies are very concerned with the mass market. Exactly. They're, they're they selling a commercial some dudes product. Would be titillated and... by gay characters. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they realize gay people are real. Yeah. <laughs> they can be titillated too. Um, but then, yeah, as, as an indie developer, like hey, you can do pretty much whatever you want, and it's selling like gangbusters. Apparently, this this is a game that I think is immensely fun. Everyone should play. Um, What's that even mean? Selling like gangbusters? Like does, the gangbusters, gangbusters was the first game for the Atari. <laughs> okay, <laughs> wasn't it like it's it's like a reference to an old radio show, like coming up like gangbusters, and so everything's like gangbusters. I have no idea. I, yeah. I'll have to go back and see. It's probably during like right after sliced bread stopped being popular. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> I just imagine that gangbusters never really sold well. It was just the creator of gangbusters was like, hey, mm. tell people it's selling like gangbusters. Uh, do, do a better Dan Aykroyd impression. I created gangbusters. Um, <laughs> I only. To the real gangbusters. Except no invitations. Let's go. Uh, here's the sound of a tree being chopped down. I'm sorry. Uh, and then a stump being shattered. That sounds and like you're Fred collecting all the wood. Hit in the head with coconuts yep. repeatedly. Yeah. <laughs> I want to say something, but it, point. it's, it's going to come out wrong. This game is. Orally pleasing. Uh, it very much is. A U R whatever spelled it. Yeah. Well, like I, I think I think just as somebody who's played it a ton, like I've I've put in hundred hours before oh, I stopped wow. playing. Uh, it, it. I don't know. It's just like so addictive. Like yeah, there was a point where it's like I I fucking have to play this now. <laughs> I'm. This is the rest of my evening. I got uh, all it this to week. Me. Was it Corey? Thank you, Corey. Um, I'm. I'll install it. I can install it. Great. Uh-uh. Never mind. Looking at a dead PC behind me. Sorry, Aww. I got one that's still alive. The show does make me do the top five. Makes me do that more often than not. Uh, we'll get done. You'll leave, and I'll install whatever you were talking about. Yeah. Uh, and I really want to do that with Stardew. But yeah, my my point is that I I think just I've invested so much time in this that the the sounds are just connected in my head to all these 
very relaxing, pleasing activities. Like, I'm clearing my land and, and chopping down trees, and I get something for my effort immediately that I can then go and give to the carpenter and say, hey, build an addition to my house. Here's 2,000 wood whatever. Yeah, my, my type A brain loves creating order when it's so hard to do in real life. Like, I'm just going to clear this field and I can do yeah. it, you know, and it's 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 possible. Yeah, you know? while I'm surrounded by clutter in real life, yeah. I'm going to clear this fucking digital field. <laughs> yeah. I can clear this digital field. It doesn't matter how many hits it gets or uh, <laughs> views it gets. This field is not an influencer. <laughs> Facebook said this only had 500 reach, this field. Uh, <laughs> poor field. All right, let's move on. Number two. This is a game I promise you all can talk about. Wait for it. Wait for it. That is the the sound of a tour van plunging off yeah. a cliff and then resuming the song when There's they hit ground. So pleasant about those rock band intros because like you never do anything yeah. with those bands ever again. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I I find them very endearing. And if I had to pick my favorite video game intro of the last ten years, it's Rock Band Beatles. Really? It's so well. Watch it on YouTube right now. It's fantastic. Yeah, but they don't do like a Road Warrior. They don't. But like, it's still it's still one of the best feats of like every kind of animation you've ever seen that slowly, like, very quickly tells the story of the entire (laughs) Beatles saga. Ah, it's really neat. So this entry is uh, it's actually it's well special because technically it's a knockoff of a knockoff, and it's Mm. the mirror image of some uh, intra-company fuckery that we're going to be talking about in the next entry as well. Okay, because I I thought it was a Walt Disney situation where, like, he made Oswald the Lucky Rabbit, and then, like, Universal's like, fuck you, we're taking it from you. He's like, I'll start my own company, and I'll make a better Oswald. Sort of. But Uh, but it's... Mickey Mouse. What Mm. makes it fit this premise Mm. is that... Uh, Rock Band yeah. was created by the same people that uh, Harmonix, Harmonix, which created Guitar Hero, yes. made it a smash hit on PlayStation. And what was Guitar Hero a knockoff? Guitar of? Freaks. Yes. Ah. Yeah. So it's a twofold knockoff. But I, I, would that ever come here? Um, in, in Guitar Freaks home console yeah. capacity. Did it? I, I don't. I want to say it did I and know, wasn't um, successful. What's hmm. the DJ version of Guitar Freaks? <laughs> I uh, had beat, that. Mania. beat Mania. Beat Mania. Yeah, that yeah. did come. I remember DJ that. Tanner. And I, yeah. <laughs> I, I think the Konami eventually uh, made what was that Rock Revolution? Holy That's shit! What they yeah. Don't yeah. mind me. Yeah, that was the best worst <laughs> press conference <laughs> yeah. I've ever been to. We, and, uh, we were there. We were all there. I almost put that in our worst press conferences episode of Laser Time a couple <laughs> weeks ago. But it is like someone's playing Blitzkrieg Bop, which is like the easiest song to do in any yeah. <laughs> guitar rhythm game, mm-hmm. and they fail on stage. <laughs> And, and it's like, <laughs> what? And their drums look like an engineer soundboard with, with baby shapes on it. Yeah. Touch the moon. And I, I see <laughs> that. Yeah. It's not much better yeah. than, like, Peter Moore, like, failed. None, didn't fail, but he paused Rock Band on stage at an Xbox press conference. Scrub that shit, dude. Yeah, it's really bad. Wish he could be punished. When uh, when Guitar Hero came out, I wasn't very interested in it. I thought it was cool, but it was like I identified so much with Bart in the uh, Simpsons episode Homer Palooza, where my stepdad would, whenever I was in the car with him, it would just be nothing but classic rock, and I was so sick of classic uh, rock. The last thing I wanted to do was mime along to it <laughs> when I heard it for like two hours a day for, I don't know, 15 years. Now you're less something awful article makes more sense. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that was a... Uh, no, never mind. Yeah, yeah. Um... But Guitar Hero, uh, yeah, I, I, I was kind of like, this isn't something that I would have been interested in, except that I was working at Games Radar at the time, and they were playing it in the office. Mm. I'm like, this is 
fucking amazing. Man. I have to own this today. Uh, it was it was me. I would I finished college late at 26 years old, and I'm going to. I went over to some people who are actually of college age, and they had like you know not a pot to piss in, but a TV, a PlayStation Two, and Guitar Hero, and it's mm-hmm. just like. Okay, I'll do this for the rest of the summer. Yeah, I'll do this for the rest of the summer. This is so much. There fun. was like a a, 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 bun, uh, a couple of months at GamePro where like all you would do it like after work every day is just like oh we'll buy a six pack we'll go into the demo room and just like you know have a couple of beers well, and play like a this rock game. band room. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, I, I remember one thing specifically: a memory from your rock band room. Uh, when were you there, Chris? <laughs> when we went list. in, yeah, we did there the endless set list yeah. at night, and we were there like all night mm-hmm. playing all these fucking songs. And there was one in particular I know that it. tripped me up repeatedly. You want to say what it is? Green grass and hot. This part in particular. This is what always fuck me. Because, okay, it's kind of slow up to that point, and suddenly speeds way the hell up. It's like this for five minutes of hell. Uh. <laughs> Just trying to hit all those notes. Yeah, five minutes. But rock, rock Band was such a beautiful thing, and it should be allowed to still exist. And every it time it, every of. time it does, Guitar Hero ruins everything. Yeah. They promise, like, we're only interested in songs we can get the masters to, so we know you want to play the original songs, not fucking. Uh, Donkey Konga Rock Lobster covers that are in Guitar Hero right now. So that's what we'll focus on. We don't want to release a new game every year. We want to focus on a network where you can download what you want. We add to constantly. Yeah, like Two thousand. And they did. And, they, and Guitar Hero incessantly putting products on the shelf. Which, again, we talked about that retail space is like is basically a, a form of advertising for a lot of games. Like having a shelf presence. Yeah. It's like your game doesn't exist if it's not in a retail store for people who shop for games there. So. Rock Band kept having... They said they didn't want to and weren't going to make Rock Band 2 and had to. I'm sure they were forced to do that. Uh, and it was it was such a... It was it was just that Rock Band was the game made by people who understand what Guitar Hero... Why Guitar Hero was fun. And then Activision mm-hmm. bought every... Red Octane, the the, yeah. the peripheral maker, and like, yeah, we want one of these every yeah. seven seconds. Yeah, from Neversoft. Aerosmith, yes, sure, we're we'll gonna, do We're going to yeah, run Neversoft into the ground. We're going to run Neversoft into the ground. We're going to waste this the talent of this amazing team who could be doing anything yeah. else to, to work on this cash cow. We're going to take this skateboarding game developer and make him do <laughs> guitar games. Yeah, and like... And, and then fucking Call of Duty map packs. And I think, didn't they? <laughs> what? Call Did Neversoft go to Call of Duty map packs? I feel like... That's what everybody I don't remember, does. Now, but like, but it was just awesome that the people who understood what made that kind of game fun got to make their game and then have it be popular. But then got snuffed out by Guitar Hero, and then, then like what the the resurrection last Christmas, last holiday season, mm-hmm. Rock Band's gonna come back, and Guitar Hero's like, yeah, we're gonna come back too. <laughs> and guess who sucked more again? Guitar yeah. Hero, and it was all gone. And then it it, it, I, it hurt Rock Band at retail. More than that, that like um, what was what's the company? Um, the the peripheral makers. Red Octane? Mad Cats. Mad Cats. Mad Cats Cats got into the game publishing business because they were in the peripheral business and they needed more games that used peripherals and decided to partner up. And they all all ate shit, I believe, with the new uh, Rock Band 4, which is tragic. I didn't play it. I I, I still don't Mm. have it. Even though your DLC is apparently backwards compatible, some of it, but I play most of my games on PS4 now. All my shit is locked on the 360. Um, I don't know. Did anybody get Rock Band 4? uh, No. No. Did or anyone two. did anyone play Band Hero? Like that that was like yeah. Guitar uh, Hero's answer to Rock Band, Black. right? What but, I don't even know what that is. It was like a, a separate skew that Activision came out with with the same logo, 
It was just Guitar Hero with more instruments, mm. with the instruments Rockman came with. And they and guess what? That year they also had a Guitar Hero, and they also had a DJ Hero, and they yeah. also had a country Guitar Hero, and like just the overwhelming people with these unnecessary options. Whereas the Rockman Network was one of the coolest things. I, it seemed like your wish came true. Yeah. Like every week you got new stuff. And you, got, you could vote for new stuff, you could suggest new mm-hmm. stuff, and you'd usually get it. Stephen Colbert's, uh, was it Christine, I'm Right Behind You? Char- right Behind You, now Charlene. Yeah. Charlene, uh, Car- yeah. Like, Eric Hartman singing Lady Gaga. Uh, the <laughs> Portal yeah. song there. was on the there, The Portal too, song yeah. was on there. Like, every cool thing you could think of. The only cool thing, I remember, uh, I think there was a Journey song you'd only get on Guitar Hero, and, and for, like, 4th of July, they're like, here's a Top Gun anthem. Like, you Dang. beautiful bastards. Yeah. <laughs> this is the perfect game for Guitar Hero. You really beat Rock Band. Highway to the Danger Zone? Uh... Or yeah. there's another one. No, no. Uh, the, oh, okay. I just, that's not the song. No, Mighty Wings is the song Brett describes as um, about, about Cheap Trick making love to a jet. That's, <laughs> and it's also about, Ken's, Ken yeah, from it's uh, Ken's theme. Yeah. Yeah. I, I do miss when these things were so ubiquitous that you could just go to a house and play it. You know, yeah. that's sort of like a Wii. And one of the worst experiences I had with it, I was dating a girl and her family loved Rock Band. And she was like, come over and play Rock Band with us. Like, I was like, okay, I'll do it. That sounds fun. And then we get there, and I notice like the notes are off by at least a second. Uh, and I'm like, the they never like... calibrated them, but they learned how to play it uncalibrated. Wow. And I was in hell for oh that entire God. time. Like, I can't do this. Can I just <laughs> calibrate your TV? The, the Rock Band had like a lens in its guitar that yeah. would like automatically calibrate the instrument. Yeah, yeah. And, and, they and, never did that. And the coolest story I, I, I had is like um, our buddy Rich, um, he... he he could speak sign language and for some reason like therefore everywhere we went with a deaf person he'd instantly make friends with them because he mm. speaks their language and is happy to talk to them and we brought these deaf girls back to the house to play rock band and they and on the drums this girl did amazing mm. couldn't yeah. hear any of the music like it had a great time with rock band on the drums I thought that was one of the most amazing sights I've ever seen a, a, a hearingless person Killing it on the rock band drums. Wow! And I, and again, that's probably the best way to enjoy the drums on the rock on rock band because that shit sounds terrible. They've never found <laughs> drums that didn't sound terrible. I do like those videos where it's like rock band with music turned down and people just going. <laughs> we invented that at Games. Yes, Radar. we did. We did. We, I, I think like here's be- what rock band sounds like with no instruments, <laughs> and so we're like playing a song, and like first you hear the audio from the game. And then you hear it without the audio. They yeah. just like mute the TV, and yeah, just a bunch of clattering, <laughs> flick, 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 click, click. And people like the two weirdest things that happened with that. Oh, like I number one, people story. saying it was fake, mm-hmm. and the other one was when you came to the office with this strange announcement. It was it was terrible. <laughs> I was like, this is too funny, and I have to mention it. Uh, and I'm sorry, anybody who is sensitive, don't look at this email. And I can't believe I sent the email around. I hate mm-hmm. to send this around. But I've, someone stole our video. The good thing is, it's on a place where more people than ever will watch the video. It is a pornography site. Nice. Our, oh. the vid, so now, so like shush time. I think it was. Yeah, and like yeah. I don't know how I found it, but it, it was. I still. I only remember because Brett's first response was like the. One thing that beat us was secretary turns fucking into an art form. And, <laughs> and, and, and it's what rock band sounds like without instruments. And next to it was Brian from Family Guy fucking Lisa Simpson. Yeah. Yes. Um, but there is, there is one bitch? There's one song that I probably associate with rock band more than any other, and it's because of our friend Brett Elston. <laughs> So that is a good uh, drum, like learning the drums in this game. Mm-hmm. That, that it's apparently one of the only yeah. transferable skills from the. You, you can't pick up a guitar yeah. after playing. Well, maybe guitar well and rock three band. actually you could like 
Three came with a guitar. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I know because it's sitting hook. in the corner of my room, and I haven't, <laughs> <laughs> I haven't taken it out of the box since uh, I took it from Oaks. Yeah, but uh, uh, there's still a place for that. Rocksmith is still going pretty strong, and like has found, has found yeah. the audience. I think who needed to find, who wanted to find that. Yeah. Uh, Rocksmith is really neat, um, and it's weird that that stuck around longer than these rock bands and guitar heroes. Mm-hmm. Rocksmith is still doing all right. Well, it's it's interesting. I actually played a uh, rock band mm-hmm. again and played Maps. Mm-hmm. Uh, just because I have this like this wooden like Starpex I think guitar that's meant for a rock band with PS3. Yeah, and, I, have like, a, I have a Logitech. I'm like actual I'm, guitar. Yeah, right? I'm never right. gonna play this again. I'm gonna put it on eBay. So I was testing it out to make sure it still worked and just played maps. And it's like I forgot how easy. <laughs> like just this this song is so easy to get into, yeah. and it just has this. Very consistent flow and rhythm to it, and it just still feels really and good to play. And it introduced us to music like that and Silver Sun pickups I'd never heard of, and like mm. this is great. I really like this music. I thought yeah. it was really nice how Harmonix came out with a Rock Band Blitz in around 2012, I think, yeah. and it was like, okay, yeah. uh, no one wants to play Rock Band with you anymore. All your all your instruments are broken. Mm-hmm. Here's a way to play all your songs with a controller. Here's Audio Surf with all the DLC on the scale. Pretty much. Yeah. So it's like, oh, my 200 songs, I can play these now because was, all my it was Amplitude basically, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah that's true. And now was that that was kickstarted? Is that out yeah, yet? Yeah. Or? Yeah. No, not blitz, that came out a while ago. Oh, damn. Okay. Shit. Sorry. <laughs> I think I got... Eh, it's okay. We streamed it. Yeah. It happened. Did it like existed. It? I wasn't here. But, oh. but Brett loves Amplitude. He, oh, that's I true. I think Audio Surf has been in early access for like two years. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. All right. Let's wrap this thing up with... This is just one tiny village in a war and country full of them. So our work has just begun. For those of you who've seen your first action... Welcome to the big time. For those of you who've seen it before, trust me, you ain't seen nothing yet. You ain't seen nothing yet because this became the biggest franchise probably of all time. Call of Duty. Yeah, Call of Duty, but I I thought you weren't going to use this one. This is my suggestion. Yeah, but Um, I I decided like, no, this this actually fits the best because, uh, again, it's it's sort of like a reverse rock band where that's uh, people who started at Activision, Mm -hmm. went over to EA, uh, Call of Duty began with people who worked on Medal of Honor Allied Assault. Oh, that's right. At and EA, Medal of Honor was a one-off EA thing that Steven Spielberg's like, yeah, I want to make, I want to make this World War II experience I'm ex- obsessed I've, with into I've a game. Done the Normandy invasion yeah. uh, in a movie. Now yeah, let's do it in game. I wish Spielberg was dead so we could talk about how influential he was. Just <laughs> because like, of the BFG? We ha- Instead we of have, how influential he is? We, yeah, well, not yeah. We, we can talk about the BFG all day long mm. in a fucking terminal. Ugh. But, <laughs> but we wouldn't, that you probably wouldn't have a Call of Duty without Steven Spielberg. Yeah. And like, so, so no, Call of Duty is... He, is, he kick-started the World War II totally, shooter genre. Totally. Steven Spielberg. It's yeah. crazy. I bet we'd still be playing gun games right now. If I think so, friggin'. too. Probably. Like, when you talk about a Me Too game, is that, that Call of Duty was... Another World War Two yeah. game that was something that was perceived as yeah. being a big thing, and so yeah, Medal of Honor. It actually, I, I, I want to say, it wasn't until the third game that they actually did the Normandy invasion. Uh, like before that, you were like uh, Jimmy something working Patterson, something like that, working hmm. for the OSS, and it was all about these small covert missions that you could do on a PS One. And then when it graduated to like better PCs and PS Two, then they had Allied Assault and Frontline, which the the console version. And uh, so Allied Assault like did this amazing, huge, epic Normandy invasion. That was like the centerpiece. That's probably all anyone remembers of that game. That's all I remember. Yeah. Well, it's sort of like the Pearl Harbor thing is all I remember of uh, Rising Sun that mm. came after. Mm. But uh, so though the people behind that, uh, 22 of the developers of Allied Assault went on to... Uh, 
found Infinity Ward, and Infinity Ward received a lot of investment from Activision early on. Activision helped them out, become a company, and paid them to make Call of Duty. And was the, was the first one PC only? Yeah. It was. I yeah. thought so. Yeah, that's the only a, one I played. It had actually, a free demo, and like none of us were like all that big in the shooters or World War II games. Like you have to play this Call of Duty game mm. because it like it just assigned names to all these soldiers, made everything feel super important. Yeah, and there was like a console spin-off. I forget what the yeah. title was, oh, but yeah, of the first Call of Duty. Yeah, big. Well, big big red one was the console spin-off of Call of Duty Two. Oh, there was another one before that. The Call of Duty Two was an Xbox 360 launch game, wasn't it? It, it was, was but it was a port of the PC. Yeah, well, it was, it was the PS2 uh, spin-off of mm. Call of Duty Two. Oh, but I, I remember mean. that's where like I feel like the re- the series really got steamed. And you remember like uh, like mm. Infinity Ward saying that like how hard they had to beg Activision to move out of World War Two. That was the genre, not yeah. shooter. It was like we can't leave World War Two. That's what that's the lifeblood of this series. And like who the fuck remembers <laughs> World War Two yeah. being that crucial to a shooter? Yeah, but if if like I went back to play the original Call of Duty, which You're I never insane. really had. I have, yeah. Uh, kind of a bitch to get working on a modern PC. Um, but, like, if you remember Medal of Honor well, like the original World War II games, like, the DNA is very clearly there. Like, you've got a compass with, like, a, a little gold star that shows where you're supposed to go, which is a lot oh, yeah. like Medal of Honor. Um, everybody's... everybody's- the uh, name and rank are on uh-huh. them in the green font. Uh-huh. It, it uh, looks a lot like... Well, honestly, there are parts that look a lot like PS1 Medal of Honor, <laughs> which is either a testament to how advanced those games were or just uh, how much that game is aged. Think of them of two series, but like that they're all, they were both made by the same people. Yeah. Yeah. By and large, yeah. But uh, Metal, or Call of Duty is distinct because Medal of Honor always focused on the U.S. perspective, whereas Call of Duty gave us... Sergeant Evans, glad you're still with us. We're in luck. The Germans haven't responded to our stellar landing. Find a good spot to suppress their bunker. We'll advance behind your base of fire. So the first Call of Duty featured multiple protagonists, which would become a big thing in the series later on. Uh, you played as a U.S. Uh, grunt for like the first couple of hours, and uh, then the persp- like it wasn't bouncing back and forth like the modern games do so much. It was there was an American campaign, there was a British campaign that followed it, where you're playing as Sergeant Evans alongside Captain Price. Uh, who, that's who you were just hearing. That's the original voice of Captain Price, hmm. and then. Uh, after that, you get to play as the much less cheery Soviets. That's right. The man with the right to shoot! The man without the right to fight! The man with the right to kill! The man without the right to take something right from the head to so, uh, <laughs> being boated into Stalingrad, uh, bombers are blowing everything up around you, and this guy's just, like, handing out rifles to every other soldier. And if you couldn't hear that clearly, he's like, the man with the rifle shoots. The man without the rifle follows him. When the man with the rifle dies, <laughs> the man without the rifle picks it up and shoots. Enemy at the gates? <laughs> yeah, yeah it's, it's very heavily influenced by Enemy at the Gates. I could be misremember, sorry, misremembering, but uh, my friends were telling me about this game when it came out, and I believe that if you try to f- like turn around and go the opposite way as in, in the Russian campaign, your own men will shoot you. Is that true? Oh. I don't know. Something you, like you that happens. You see it happening to okay, somebody. It happens like, around you. That, yeah. uh, they, it's they, anti-socialist propaganda, Bob, and I'm surprised <laughs> the you boat you're on, it. The boat you're on gets <laughs> strafed. 
a couple people start panicking and screaming abandon ship uh, abandon ship one guy jumps overboard and everyone like the, uh, the commanders okay. all start screaming traitor traitor and like shooting him in so the water so it was scripted but still that kind of narrative yeah. was somewhat new and fresh for yeah. F- fps yeah yeah, yeah. That, that Infinity Ward was the innovator in this field, and uh, I, I don't know. Hope I sort of hope they continue to be, even if people claim to be losing interest. The new game was cool. Well, I mean, like, yeah, the Infinity Ward. Uh, I feel like the Infinity Ward now. Do you mean uh, did it, <laughs> do you yeah, mean respawn, or do you mean actual Infinity Ward? Uh, who I, I know, I know, I don't know eight, what I mean. Yeah. I take it all back. <laughs> Titanfall, right? Yeah. yeah. I love Titanfall. I did well, love it. Well, there's not the time. two coming out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Call of Duty at E3 looked interesting, so sue me. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Um, not until you get that skins market up. <laughs> uh, all right, but yeah, the Dute baby, the Dute. Yeah, I, so the, these are all games that started as uh, homages mm-hmm. or copies of something else and became something much these greater were all in the process. Copies of Saving Private Ryan. How well, the Call of Duty, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's true. You could say that. Yeah, called Medal of Honor was a uh, a copy of Saving Private Ryan with the involvement of the creator. Mm-hmm. Can I give one unofficial honorable mention? Of course. That I, I, I try to float past Michael, but I realize it's very, very. Uh, it's not a great choice, but. D4 is the better version of Heavy Rain. Swery's mm. D4. It is a fun detective game that's not up its own butt. I think you could also say that Until Dawn is a better version of Heavy yeah. Rain. What? Until Dawn? Oh, yes. you're right. Damn, yes. D4 right. is yeah. also... That's a much better example. But they're, they're both good examples. <laughs> they're the same kind of game. D4 is also a better version of Deadly Premonition. That is it's true, like, Dave. Would you rather play this game in uh, seven hours instead of 40? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Here you go. Most of which you'll be spending driving. Yep. And fight the same two enemies. Mm-hmm. Yep. And yeah. see one of them most of the time. Yeah, <laughs> I still love the other permission though. God. Uh, well, that's been our top five. We're going to take a little break when Pokemon we come Go. back. Yeah, when we come Pokemon back, we'll talk Go. about Pokemon Go yeah. and some other stuff. New releases, news, community segment. Uh, stay tuned. Get scratching. Have you guys heard of video games? Chances are you have. Uh, have you heard of Gamefly? Gamefly is a pretty amazing little service. Uh, they're like Netflix for games, and uh, yeah, they also happen to have movies. But beyond that, Gamefly's got 8,000 titles to choose from, from Xbox One, PS4, PS3, 3DS, Vita, 360, Wii U, all that stuff. I even saw stuff that went back to the original Xbox, not the one. And it works exactly like Netflix does. You put what you want in your queue, they ship it to you, you play it for as long as you want, you ship it back. And look, if you buy three games a year that you do not like, odds are Gamefly can save you money. It's like a big giant extended demo at a low cost every month, and if you like a game enough, you can keep it and Gamefly will send the manual and box to you at a drastically reduced cost. So instead of buying a few games, why not play all the games? Plans start as low as $15.95 a month, and if you're the kind of person who's tired of getting burned by bad shit, uh, in terms of cost, it could make sense to you. And guess what? Gamefly also has Blu-rays and DVDs, so maybe it's time to cancel that Netflix disc service and give Gamefly a shot. And remember, Video Game Apocalypse listeners can go to GameflyOffer.com slash LaserStime and just get started with a risk-free 30-day trial right now. Are you already tired of 2016? Jump into the past with 302010, our weekly pop culture time machine podcast. Here's something you may remember from 1996. 
uh, July 14th, Fox rerun Why Planes Go Down. <laughs> Fe- featuring a uh, famous narrator. Hello, I'm Jillian Anderson. I have to tell you, at first I was a little hesitant about hosting this program because I tend to be a nervous flyer. But we hope that the information in this hour will forever change the way that you travel on commercial aircraft. <laughs> what are you going to yeah. do? What are you- yeah, yeah, yeah. This is the period where Fox was definitely like, he thought he I could get it. away from the long arm of the law. <laughs> this and guy thought he could steal a lawnmower and get away with it. Now he's, he's mowing th- lawns on Rikers Island. Well, also the whole like uh, magician secrets revealed. Yeah. With, this guy with thought Pol- he could invade Poland with, with Mitch Pileggi. <laughs> like they got yeah. two yeah. different X Files. Yeah, people yeah. I, when I watched that for the first time, she's like, at first I was hesitant. I was like. Because you're Jillian Anderson and you're better than this, but no, it's because she's scared of flying. I like the music behind it; is so tense. This looks like sub PS1 level polygons in this. This spine-chilling recording. This, there's an airplane that looks like the gummy ship from Kingdom Hearts. It's <laughs> being rushed to take off before they're ready. Oh, it's like several triangles. I promise. That's 302010, a weekly look at what happened in pop culture 30 years ago, 20 years ago, and 10 years ago, every Thursday right here on the Laser Time Network. You like Laser Time shows? Then you might like Bonus Time, Laser Time's weekly bonus show exclusively on patreon.com slash laser time. Here's a taste of what you've been missing. Winnie the Pooh saying 420. Now when Pooh heard his poo cool clock. He knew it was time for something. Oh, yes. 4.20. But he's, his own clock is called a poo A poo clock. It, it is in the Kingdom Hearts video to, the, to that. But that. that's so egotistical that you name your own appliances <laughs> after you. You're like giving, I don't, I don't giving Pooh a lot of credit. I already for... eat all my dinner out of the micro, Dave. <laughs> that's usually um, what I get at a Chinese buffet. <laughs> I don't urinate in the crisp pot. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> I just don't. Get bonus time, Laser Time's weekly, full-length, uncensored, and ad-free Patreon-exclusive podcasts, as well as weekly full-length movie commentaries, wrestling and cartoon video commentaries, physical rewards, the first season of Talking Simpson, and more at patreon.com slash laser time, starting at just five bucks. You'll help us live, and we'll do our best to help you never be bored again. And welcome back to our furious and unrelenting second segment. Let's not waste any time and just jump straight into... I co-wrote that song. <laughs> I did. Did you get ASCAP money for that? I think David B. Cooper <laughs> deserves did. all he the deserves credit. All the writing. Yes, credit. I relinquish my uh, lyrics my by rights. Chris Santista. Uh, <laughs> pretty much, yeah. I was just trying to sing along, and that's why it goes in two different directions. <laughs> With the song you were making up on the fly. Um, uh, new releases this week. We've got a bunch of kind of medium profile stuff. Uh, what? Hey. Uh, well, one one is pretty high profile, but. I've you you played excited. it. What? You played it today, Ghostbusters. Oh, yes, yes. We played uh, the just, new Ghostbusters yeah. game, which I knew was coming, strangely, uh, but they were. it's one of those Activision movie tie-ins where like, they don't even make a trailer for it. And yeah. like, I didn't even know what the game was, but you know what it is? Does anybody want to know? Ghostbusters game? Sure. Twin stick shooter. Who knew? Okay. That's I'm going to say... It's kind of like Sanctum of Slime. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. I never played Sanctum of Slime. Me neither, but slime. I know it was a twin stick shooter. But it, 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 it apparently takes place after the film... Is they the uh, the what the uh, black girl blonde girl heavy redheaded guy and the millennial yeah. hipster fuck? Um, <laughs> they all re- seem seemingly reference uh, the herstory of Ghostbusters, Ooh. which ah. is a word they use. Oh. Uh, there, there's some really good cuts. Don't I let cuts the internet hear about that. Know. I just I, I miss the idea of like a 
a modest budgeted console game to tie in with a big movie. I know they're never good and they weren't yeah. good, but I remember as a kid, like, I still want to play a game of this movie because I like it so much. My, my editor asked me if I wanted to review this, mm-hmm. and I sent one email. It said, no review, I refuse. Mm-hmm. And then I was fired. <laughs> so please donate to Patreon. <laughs> uh, no, Apparently you get fired for being a shithead. I did not realize that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you, can't, uh, you can't turn stuff down, Bob. It's just not I done. thought I could because I'm a dickhead. <laughs> and you were like, now people are going to call this the Ghostbusters game when the true Ghostbusters game is the 2009 Ghostbusters game. The true game. Ghostbusters yes. game is a lot of dead people. Man. And a, a lot of people who Wait. don't want to be in the Ghostbusters Bill, movie. And they're Hell all Ray, 70. Hellraiser Miss is dead. Bill Murray's dead inside. <laughs> who are we forgetting? Nobody nobody laughs every time I post it. But I, mm-hmm. when I was learning to make custom gifts, I'm like, if you wanted Ghostbusters 3 so bad, one, you have a game. And it's great. For for I think yeah. the game the gameplay is kind of dumb, but it's a great Ghostbusters. It's great fan service, and you get to walk around with Bill Murray, Dan Aykroyd, Ernie Hudson, and Harold mm-hmm. Ramis. If you wanted Ghostbusters three, and I always gift this, this is the best you could have hoped for, and it's the scene in Ghostbusters two with uh, Dan Aykroyd and Ernie Hudson dancing at a birthday party because mm-hmm. they're the only people who seem to want to do it, and one other person is dead, and the other person mm-hmm. doesn't give a shit. That's the mm-hmm. best you could get. Sorry, why am I talking about this? <laughs> I, don't I, just, know I love it. Like, not, few things make me as happy as like the Ghostbusters theme song, the logo, the proton packs, the motif, and I don't really care what is associated with that. And I, I love the idea of future generations enjoying that, and especially like young women. That makes me that's that's the icing on the cake. But like, I do love that picture. But yeah, the picture's adorable, great, yeah. and like I don't mean to mention that because because uh, I'm, I'm SJ dub stepping. It's just the, <laughs> it's just the idea that like sharing what you love with people, and like this is their new nothing but like show people how cool Ghostbusters is. The game is uh, pretty well polished. I have no idea why it's fifty dollars because it doesn't seem like there's a lot yeah. to do. In it, um, it, but it's it's competent. It's a twin stick shooter. Um, everybody has different weapons. Then you subdue go, bo- ghost boss with a proton pack. But it's a somebody. Everybody tuning in. I'm like, is this loaded? Uh, is this loaded was, HD? Uh, yeah. Very slow. Like for a twin stick shooter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're spending right. thirty Sorry, minutes just, at a level. It was like ish. we just insane. did enter the dungeon and everything. But yeah. but it's just like a kid wanting a Ghostbusters game. I'm glad they have that. That's somewhere not on iOS that meant meant to milk them out of freemium charges. I don't like that that's the only way kids can get their fix for with shit they like, mobile devices. I, I still okay. think uh, um, Luigi's Mansion is the best Ghostbusters game. Yep. It's yeah. so good! Yes. And, no, I, I said that the best Dark that, Moon is amazing. I, don't, I haven't even played that, actually. It's fantastic. The best one nobody played is Ghost Hunter, which was that's put out right. by Namco. Oh, the was, arcade game? No, no, no. Ghost Hunter was a... Huh. I, I brought it up on this before, and you were like, oh, what's that? That sounds stupid. I do a lot uh, of these. It's by the same people who did Primal, which is now on PS2, uh, uh, yeah. Sony Studio Cambridge, and it's basically like they're unlicensed knockoff of the real Ghostbusters. Like, it has just these huge cartoony ghosts that you have to fight mm-hmm. and uh, that can warp reality around them. And it's uh, it was I, really I, fun. And nobody played it or liked it. I, remember, so. I, reviewed, I own a copy. You, you I haven't do? played wow. it, though. Yeah. It's probably rare it, as hell. I I'm sure it is. Yeah. early PS3 game Folklore. Because mm-hmm. Folklore was essentially that. like Ghostbusters. Like, the idea of hunting down these myths and legends and these spiritual weird creatures and hunting them and finding them. There's a great premise for a game there. But you know what else is like Ghostbusters? What's that? Ghostbusters. That's true. The 2009 mm-hmm. game that we've already talked about. Is it? We were trying to find a date on that 2009. By the way, that's still on Steam for some reason. I have no idea what deal with the devil they've signed to keep something like that up in perpetuity. Wow. Because usually, usually those license deals fall away. same thing I, that Rockstar has that they can still put out. Uh, I guess. I guess. But like, I kind of want to buy that now just because I think a proton pack would be really fun to control I, with a mouse. We... 
like if you're a patreon.com slash laser time <laughs> but uh, we, we, we did a movie commentary this week for Ghostbusters with Dan Amrick our buddy if you know him and, mm-hmm. it, and that was fantastic and he just he re-downloaded the Steam Ghostbusters game because he got like what do you call it that ultra wide display like it supports ultra wide not 4K necessarily but really good like displays cinema. on PC oh, okay. yeah, and so like, like just if you want a Ghostbusters 3 that badly here is a 7 to 8 hour one Mm-hmm. And yeah. you get to star in it. Here's the closest you'll get it's, with with the original cast. It's everybody who, well, I, I miss Rick Moranis and Sigourney Weaver, yeah. but it's still it's still great. And you could bother Gozer all day long. Uh-huh. Oh, sorry, what's is that his name? Vigo. Vigo, yeah. yes. Which is a voice by Max von yes. Sydow. Yes, mm. it is the best. I can't believe it existed. I how wish was, more movies had that. How is he still alive? I have no idea. And no was in The Force Awakens. Yes, he was. Yeah. And his his line his first line being this will begin to make things right yep. for fans <laughs> and is also in the Lego mm-hmm. Force Awakens mm-hmm. his voice really mm-hmm. yeah wow I mean uh, so, so uh, you Attainable. can't tell we streamed that last week but you can't tell usually like is it did they re-record this line if you want to talk game, about or... Lego Star Wars which you streamed last week yeah. if a voice actor's recording in different rooms oh yeah that game is full of that shit Daisy Ridley sounds is... like she was bothering in a hallway where is Daisy Ridley recording this she's on a, an elliptical machine yeah. <laughs> off somewhere with hanging out with Daisy Craid but yeah uh, I think young I Ghostbusters it. fan Thank will you. like that uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, we, we, we did just play Activision's Ninja Turtle game which was really disappointing and it's like this strangely wasn't that but I also didn't even know the game existed so I had I, no expectations yeah I mean I in a, in a way I agree but also like I feel like I feel broken. like the Ninja Turtles game was trying something mm-hmm. whereas the Ghostbusters mm-hmm. game is just like we're a Ghostbusters game we're a Ghostbusters game just buy us and we got uh, the theme it, song yeah. none of the characters enjoy like I just want the franchise to be big again. Yeah. We were just—I was just talking with Bob about the real Ghostbuster. The, the real Ghostbusters show is pretty good, pretty yeah. fun. It yeah. still is like cons- consistently high quality in the writing. And, and I, I can—I can pretend I was—I was a four-year-old re- re-watching yeah. Ghostbusters one, yeah. but I wasn't. I, I grew up in the era of real Ghostbusters and Ghostbusters it is the two. Game that, that never mm-hmm. got a game, did it? Uh, two. No, the real Ghostbusters cartoon. It did, cartoon. and I'll, I'll get to it eventually. got an arcade game yes. that oh. we talked about during we, the break. We, we streamed oh. it, I say, in hindsight. Ah. <laughs> but uh, well, yeah, one, one strange thing about the real Ghostbusters mm-hmm. and that made it sort of an anomaly mm-hmm. with cartoons at the time, and I, I was reminded of this seeing, like, in all the trailers and ads for the new Ghostbusters movie lately, they're showing off, like, look at all these alternate weapons. They've got, like, proton pistols and shit now. Yeah. And, like, as... Uh, even though they had a tie-in action figure line from Kenner yeah. that went crazy fucking places with like vehicles mm-hmm. and new weapons and stuff, the real Ghostbusters show, they never had any tools beyond the basic ones that were in the movies. So, and that yeah. was awesome. They were the, their signature weapons. Not to plug our commentary. Having Dan, watching Ghostbusters with Dan Amrick was something I wanted to do personally and asked him about before I, oh yeah, I'm required to stream movies <laughs> as part of the Patreon. Will Dan do it here? And Dan was talking about Dan Aykroyd's, uh was very adamant that uh, the proton packs not be guns. We're scientists. They're mm-hmm. tools. And like, yeah. and we can never refer to them as guns. And so that he never upped they're the arsenal. sprayers full yeah. of pesticides. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. But for yes, ghosts. They're outside squirting weeds. Yeah. Like, yeah. So, so like he never wanted to make them bigger or better because like, that wasn't the point. The idea that was they were they were janitors, mm-hmm. not cops, not, right. not, not ghost cops. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I just thought that was interesting. Yeah, so uh, that's probably enough Ghostbusters talk. We got it. Uh, YouTube.com slash Laser Time Network if you want to see the first couple levels. Boom. 
Cool. Uh, I want to talk about one of the other big releases this week, ah. Bob, which you reviewed for usgamer.net. Oh, oh, yeah, sorry. That's my line. Monster yes. Hunter Generations! Yes, Yay. thank you. Yes. Uh, I cannot wait for this game. How, how is it? I'll say this. it won't be out um, until this podcast is. I have to uh, approach Monster Hunter like a sports game now hmm. because it, I feel like uh, if you're looking for a series to change, uh, this is not the series for change. If anything, they they found an idea over a decade ago, mm-hmm. and every couple of years they make that idea better. And the best thing I can say, uh, and the easiest way to sum it up, is like this is the best version of Monster Hunter. But that's the same of everyone that came before it. Like, yeah, like a Mad- you can say that for Madden. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like you don't need to play NCAA 2007 anymore, basically, because it's 2016. So this has made for Ultimate irrelevant because of all the improvements in it. And I think it's like if you're in the Monster Hunter, there's no reason why you shouldn't want to play this game. Yeah. Uh, the only downside is like I wish there's a way to like move your progress into these new sequels because you, yeah. you devote like hundreds of hours yeah. into every installment and to mm. start fresh just feels kind of off mm-hmm. but it just the Monster Hunter cycle so I don't know what to say but about the, it but this seems like a best of Monster Hunter and I know most people don't know about it but yeah. like, they streamlined a couple things mm-hmm. uh, made it a little easier if you want to jump into it and it's basically like it is did you ever want to get into Tom Petty get the greatest hits yes. this is sort of the mm. greatest hits I feel uh, like I mean it's a is little is the Guildmarm in it uh, mm-hmm. Yes, she is. Oh, wow, and I feel okay. like it's a bit of a misnomer to... I mean, it is a Greatest Hits in a way, but mm-hmm. I feel like every Monster Hunter has reused content in oh, yeah. some oh, degree. Yeah. Like, here are all your favorite monsters. Here's some new ones. Like, I, I feel like it's maybe a little guiltier of that than previous installments, but mm-hmm. there's still, like, half of a new game there. Mm-hmm. But if you're, one, if you're approaching the series as a new player, there's this new thing called Prowler Mode in which you play as one of the little cat people, and they make the, res- <laughs> they make the restrictions much less harsh if you're playing in that mode. So it's an easy way to get, dip your toe into the water, but it's still an incredibly dense experience that no one will help you with within the game. You need to go onto wikis, you need to read my guide at usgamer.net, of course, hey. and you need to maybe, maybe like find someone who's played the game before. That's, you really need a coach. I read your Monster Hunter article when I worked at Cat Come right when I met you, I'm like, you're you got to read this article because you compared Monster Hunter to like a fucking every level's an awesome camping trip. Oh yeah, like, yeah. Ah uh, oh, shit, we forgot the stove. I will make it work. We'll figure it out. Mm. Um, it would have been easier if we would have brought this, but we didn't. And like, you, you, it's just like a little bit of pre- preparation. What I love about it, <clears throat> in uh, I never I never hear said a lot from Capcom or anything like that, is that it, it is seemingly as dense as like a PC. I don't know, mobile, like a menu-laden game, but like the idea is that like you don't ever enter in a menu. They have a way to scroll. You can, I can run towards something while drinking a potion, yeah, and uh, and calculating my next hit without ever hitting pause and selecting something. And I, I was the one who made this comparison mm-hmm. up, but um, it's sort of like every weapon you can get in the game, every weapon type is sort of like learning a fighting game character, where yeah. it's like these are the hit boxes, these are the combos, these are the special moves. I need to master these in the context of fighting a thing that's much bigger than me. Yeah, a bunch and, of hidden stuff yeah and, and all that stuff as well and so it, it's fun to learn about learn about that kind of thing mm-hmm. i mean i'm having the same this some of you were experiencing that with pokemon go because previous pokemons are about exploration but this fucking mobile game doesn't tell you shit yes so everybody is like desperate for infor- information and there's some kind of that's fun that is fun to some extent and monster hunter is generally like that i can't wait to see what people discover i agree and i kind of miss the um i started with the wii u version believe it or not and there's only so much three monster ultimate? hunt. Yeah, three mm-hmm. ultimate. There's only so much monster hunting I can do with that flat 3ds. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just really want a console version, even if, if it's as ugly as 3U on mm-hmm. Wii U was. I just kind of want it on a big screen sometimes. Yeah. And Capcom hasn't done that mm-hmm. for the past two. I don't know where they're moving the series next, but I kind of want it 
have two options, like on the go and at home, like the Wii U one did. My fingers are crossed for the NX, whatever that is. Yeah. Nintendo is is aware of the death of their portable capabilities in a in a mobile world. Hmm? I'm sorry, the ru- isn't that the rumor of the NX that it's both a portable and a That's console? That's sort of like the rumor plus the logical conclusion yeah, of exactly. everything Nintendo's like, ever done yeah. and yeah. the way gaming is going, really. But That is the rumor, yeah. I feel like I'm monologuing, but please read my review at usgamer.net. I gave it a 4.5 out of 5. Uh... Oof. As with every Monster Hunter, they they fix a lot of stuff, but there's just like a few tiny things, like oh, this menu takes a few extra steps, or this isn't as clear as it should be. And I expect them to improve on that with the next installment, but it's still like they refine so much, they streamline so much. Yeah. Uh, all the essential things you need to do are so much more easier, mm-hmm. and the fighting is better than it's ever been before. I, I can't imagine I'm not going to do something with it live on Friday yeah. when I get a copy. But I always like to call Monster Hunter uh, if you like Dark Souls. Yeah. How would you like to do it in a world that's a punch-out game with Street Fighter characters? That's a great, oh. yeah, it's a great um, analogy. So, like, if you like all those games, you're like, I will not make the Minecraft comparison again because everybody <laughs> will yell at me because of, apparently you no, don't. It's not. Apparently you don't craft things in a uh, in Monster Hunter. Tell people you craft. I things. You craft a lot of you craft things. Thank it's you. just that you don't dig and reshape the environment in Monster Hunter, which is the main thing. Draw that a Minecraft, Minecraft in your opinion. Yes. I understand. Uh, but but yeah, I, I, I love Monster Hunter and would love more people to get into it. And I, I'll do something on Friday. I'll be happy to walk you through shit uh, in any way I can. We'll see. Hopefully I'll get a I copy. I wonder if this is bad timing for mm. Monster Hunter with Pokemon Go out. Mm. Like, I know they're not exactly the same thing, but just yeah. like... Well, the general concept of I am I am over searching the... for creatures. Can we segue into Pokemon Go? Is that yeah? A good time? Can go ahead. Since it... we didn't we didn't talk about it last week because it came out on the same day that we recorded the yeah. podcast, and even then it was like it was so unstable it barely yeah. worked. It didn't yeah. really uh, catch steam until the following days, and mm-hmm. like yeah, I think I commented on the Twitter account mm-hmm. for uh, at VG Apocalypse mm-hmm. for this show that it became apparently the biggest AR moment in history. Alternate it, reality it, wasn't, it wasn't just that it's the biggest AR moment in history. If, like, if a TV show is making a quick joke about an app becoming popular, that's literally what the world looked yeah. like for me over the weekend. Like I go... I, meow meow beans. Huh? Yeah, it looked like, it looked like <laughs> meow meow beans. Like I step into a park and there are teenagers, adults, uh, children, all with... All looking like they're taking a picture, but walking forward and flicking yeah. their thumb. Because, mm-hmm. and I know exactly what they're doing. Yeah. Uh, and it was hilarious. Some somebody laughed at me because, like, I rode around all. This is my. Uh, do I want to get into my tips? <laughs> um, I guess. I don't know. Well, this here. Can we you'll, interject? You'll, you'll like the tips and tricks theme. I love it. I. This is so far. This is one of some of the most fun I've ever had with a game ever in my life. Uh, and I, I really do mean that because I like yeah. my girlfriend and I made. That's my biggest tip. Use a bike. Okay. I'm not kidding. Like, if you like the game and you want to play it, and you're, I was already going to do a 20 mi- bi- twenty mile bike ride anyway. Do you play the Pokemon bike theme while you ride? You <laughs> should. I don't know. I don't know shit about <laughs> Pokemon. I don't know anything about Pokemon. But I got the game. I learned how it how it worked, and then I got on a bike, and then I'm like, I'm flush with everything. And then I go and look for tips. I'm like, this is never. You know, you know my philosophy, Michael, with like cartoon Christmas and laser time. I, I I know something, and it's not on the internet. It is my job to put it there, and no one knows fuck about Pokemon Go. And I look at all these tips, and not calling out anybody specifically. It's no all scammer? SEO horseshit. <laughs> of like, here's what we think might be happening. It's been it's been two hours. No one knows any. And I'm looking at all these tips, and like that's flat out wrong. Like you don't know this because the. The bike allowed me to basically do four days worth of gameplay in 12 hours. Wow. And so I'm like, now I know all this shit. 
that you don't know. And, then, and, and so, like, one, use a bike. It'll get you to Pokestops faster. You can go to... Uh, uh, lure, you can get lure mod, go to lure modules and enjoy them longer. Uh, but but two, what it taught me was Stardust, and oh, it's going to bore the shit of the two people <laughs> who haven't played. It. Mm-hmm. Stardust is the currency you cannot buy, but is the currency you accumulate uh, by capturing Pokemon. I saw these guys and like, don't bother with that Pokemon. You have to capture every Pokemon, capture every stupid no, no, Zubat, no, the fucking, oh. every limb dick Pidgey, because that's the currency <laughs> I, you're going to need. I refuse to capture any more fucking bats. You They're have to capture the worst. everything. They take forever. It is the currency by which you evolve Pokemon, and upgrade uh, everything, and you can't buy it. You can only achieve it by capturing yeah. everything. So unlike, I think that's unlike the normal Pokemon game, you see something like a scrub shit you don't want. Um, yeah, you it's to, useless. Hey, it's useless. Why would yeah. Is there a reason you, to yeah. capture Pokemon you after have to. you've captured yes. one already? Yes, if you capture I mean, 10 like scrub Pokemons. Yeah. It'll take 10 scrub Pokemons for you to upgrade anything. Anything. That's how much it... That's the cost. So, uh, so like like Edna Krabappel, I'm personally offended by broad social trends, and this is one of them. And I have to say, I have nothing against Pokemon Go, but being on the outside is a very lonely place. It's making me resentful of the I game. Well, you're the one who made this decision. Back up Join on it. Cult, man. I, I, I so have fun, fun with this, Bob. I, I don't like fun, number one. <laughs> number two, it's funny to be uh, in that situation where uh, you and a few other people aren't playing it, because uh, actually I was hanging out with you guys and Grimm, and Grimm and I were the non-Pokemon Go people, and we were in our own like little bubble of conversation, and you and Henry were just like looking around, what capturing do you think this things. Does? What does this do? Oh fuck! I can I'll put out some incense, and that's that's another thing that's great about the game because I thought it would be like your your own shitty randomly generated RPG, but like there's something called incense which attracts Pokemon yeah. to you. Mm. If I put that, if I use that and equip that, and Brett and Dave are over here, they get to reap the benefits of that. Uh, I can put a lure module on a Pokestop that lures rare Pokemon in. Everybody in the world, anybody in the world who's at that spot, sorry, anybody in the city who's <laughs> at that spot can reap the benefits. It's really neat. What you do affects the game. And like, I know, it, yeah, and I know this was based off of a previous for game. everyone else. Yeah, we talked about this a little bit on bonus time, but like that the the database is based off a previous it's game. It's technically pretty cheap. Like, but like, like it's the, a game it, called Ingress. My friend, my I had a good friend who was really into the game. You heard of Ingress, Michael? Yeah, I'm gonna the, say I know speak of Ingress. <laughs> that's I had to so say like, something. If you wonder racist. what Pokestops come from, Pokestops are taken full like like wholesale yeah. from what people have done in Ingress and has have already been vetted by the company. Well, I mean, I read Ian Bogost's article where he talks about how Pokemon Go is just a reskin of Ingress. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, the gameplay is not exactly the same. But it, it, it's cool in that it, like, teaches you local little neat things that, like, I probably just take for granted, like... There are fucking murals everywhere in but, San Francisco, but yes. it's like, oh, I never really here, stopped to appreciate this. I meant, it's here. I wanted to put this in the article, but I didn't have the time or the energy to put it to the test. In Ingress, you can create these bases, uh, and they yeah. become Pokemon Pokestops. Yeah. Mm. Again, you two don't care, but Dave knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah. Meaning you can create a Pokestop at your house if you and your friends want to go in Ingress. And figure this out, yeah. and like make that happen. Probably have to become like an admin in that game, and then like I, I uh, it's been around for like two years. And I downloaded it and, tr- and tried it out for a little bit. It's really interesting, mm. but but just that Pokemon Go is like this. This is this is one of those where you get download it, Bob, and play it. You're, this is a phenomenon the whole world is into. I'm not against it. It's been interesting to watch on Twitter though. There's you, you can see this you slight see the tweet yeah. from Vince McMahon. Yeah. I haven't Vince seen McMahon, that. The most out of touch human being in the yep. universe. The seven year old wrestling impresario is like 
is playing Pokemon Go. like does not consume any media that is not wrestling. <laughs> and he's like, there's a Pokemon in my gym. There's gasoline in my gym. Get but out of here. Looking at, looking at Twitter, I've noticed a slight generational divide. Mm-hmm. Like, if you are maybe like 42 or 43 or older, you're like, adults playing video games. What the hell? But like, if you're younger than that, you're just like, oh, it's Pokemon. I know what this is. But so it's yeah. weird. Like, people are still reacting to the idea of an adult playing a video game is strange. But, I, see, I see a lot of comedians on Twitter like, what the fuck? Like, yeah. It's like, I, I, get I over get, yourself. Get, I'm a crank and I'm not that cranky about it. I get it. that response, but I've also seen a bunch of dipshits do it like, fuck Pokemon Go. I'm like, if you post a sports score yeah. in the next 24 hours, you should be murdered as yes. a giant hypocrite. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Like, well, this is a bunch of people having fun with something. I told my and friend we can we can complain about sports ball and Pokeball now yeah. on, on Facebook. Nice, so it's nice. all fair. Yeah. As an outside observer who hasn't really started playing this in earnest, uh, I want to say, like, the the rapidity with which this became inescapable was kind of astounding to me that like uh thursday friday last week like walking out of my office to go to lunch passing having having to elbow through these squads of 20 somethings out with their phones walking to traffic today we talking about like oh we should go down here there's there's another thing down here and like they're they're hunting pokemon uh Went to Target, passed a couple holding hands, and overheard the boyfriend saying, "Here, let me see your Pokedex." Isn't that awesome, though? It feels like it's it, bigger. It kind of is, but it's it's Many. it's like on the one hand, it's sort of heartwarming. Like, oh, I feel a connection. To if these I people. put like the rights the of spring hand, behind the music of a bunch of people flooding into <laughs> yeah. a park on the other for the hand, first time ever, I sort of expect one of them to turn and point and go slack jawed and start screaming at me. <laughs> Yeah, I have that same thing. I, I understand that as well. I don't know. I don't even know what compelled me to download it because I'm the Mitomo. I was in on that train immediately. Mm-hmm. This and, I, and I'm well, looking I, at it like this is hilarious. This and could fun. very well go the same route as totally Mitomo, because like in, in Pokemon three weeks, Go, nobody cares. Sir, like centers around gym battles. I fought in a dozen gym battles. The servers have never held up. Hmm. It, this is the core of the game, and I've never experienced it. Everything else is so much fun though. Yeah. And like I've ne- I haven't even gotten to the core of the game, and I'm having a blast. I'm level no, fifteen. My my Pokemon Go is fully updated. Mm-hmm. Still, forty percent of the Pokemon I catch, the game crashes yeah. when mm-hmm. I catch it. it There's too many people playing it. I, I you know Ingress. I do works. not extend that level of like forgiveness to any game. But yeah. like this mm-hmm. game, I'm just like, well, gonna quit out. But you understand it's doing it something weird that the world has never seen yeah, before. And yeah, when you talk yeah, about yes. like, what if Pokemon in the future could do this? And like that'll never fucking happen. And it's bigger than any Pokemon game. Because more yeah. people have iPhone have, have smart de- smart devices than ever had a DS or a Game Boy. True, yeah. it's along the same lines. And it's as free. Like, when you first play GTA, and it's like, I want to play GTA where everybody in the town is a person who is in reality. And they did that with GTA Online, but I don't care. But they also <laughs> did like when I first played Pokemon. I'm like, I want to play Pokemon in in like the real world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And now I'm able to do it. And uh, yeah. granted, this is the first draft of it. But it's, it's great. Still like bad. we 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 finished up with the stream today. Uh, this will make sense to people who played. I'm like, I'm going to eat a lucky egg, take some incense, and we should go over to the fucking coffee shop with yeah. a Pokestop at it. I'm going to add a lure module, and we'll just sit there for half an hour and drink and fucking <laughs> reap the benefits. Support all local of us. businesses. What, what yeah, I, exactly. I yeah. kind of like just seeing all the stories. Yeah. That people, yeah. like, like, this is what happens when indoor kids go outdoors. Yeah, like, yeah. There's, there's a woman I'm friends with on Facebook who was like, making this post like I went down to the park to hunt for Pokemon and instead there were these uh, baby ducklings everywhere and they started swarming my feet check out these photos and it's like you had a magical experience yeah. because something made you go outside. There is just a ruin and incense, and uh... there is an all-new nude Reddit subreddit <laughs> devoted to people with nude Pokemon Go photos. Oh, that Diggler uh, can pose Diglett. very Diglett can pose very well over your crotch. Dirk uh, my, one of my best friends in the universe, 
who I grew up playing games with and haven't played. We're playing a game, the same game for the first time in a decade because he's playing it with his six-year-old son. God, uh, I, I, that's I, amazing. For as much as I don't really want to play this game, it's so great to see Nintendo, like the ebb and flow of Nintendo, where it's like, fuck Nintendo, who cares about them? And then all of a sudden, it's like, they're the most relevant thing ever. It's yeah. like, we, you, who cares? We? Yes. Yeah. Fucking yes. So this is, this that, is a Nintendo ideal. Yeah. It's just like, they, they have their ups and downs, but their ups are so high and they're so relevant right well, now. Are they actually connected to Pokemon it, Go? Because yes. it's, it's Niantic, Niantic yeah. and the Pokemon company. I've heard that Miyamoto had a lot of input on the game, and I'm okay. sure they're making a lot of that money, you know, uh, from the yeah. license. So okay. I mean, their stock uh, went. I'm, I'm sure they didn't develop roof. a goddamn thing, but there was still oh, someone yeah. over there make, making sure it was genuinely. Potent. The word Nintendo is somewhere on the in the game somewhere, right? I mean, yeah, you've seen Nintendo like. It? Yeah, it's it's on the publisher. It's on the app. And oh, everything. but it's not like you don't load the game up and you don't see. The well, you Nintendo don't. Yeah, because they don't want to. Because they had that initial thing where like you sign in with a Google account and it gives full access to all of your Google Google accounts. That's and right. Everybody's like, what the fuck <laughs> was that about? And they put out an update like. Sorry, we I, we don't we didn't want access to any of your Google shit. We the realize you're that. all really boring. Yeah. We don't have <laughs> Google like, shit. Uh, don't worry. And, and did you read the, the most beautiful story I saw? It was a Imgur capture of a fucking 4chan thing. But like a guy's like I I couldn't sleep or I was done with work and I just went out at 3 a.m. playing Pokemon Go. I ended up in a park, and then there's two guys there looking at their phones, and then we end up talking. And as a result of talking... Well, the, no, the, the key part is yeah. that they were kind of sketchy-looking 20-something black mm, guys yeah. who started calling the, calling him over at a park at 3 a.m., yeah. but they were all Pokemon Go players. Yeah, and they're, all, <laughs> and they're discussing better strategies. So somebody sees them, sees a 40-year-old white guy talking to two 20-something black guys, calls the police. The police show up and, like, Oh, we got to play this, and it's <laughs> like, awesome. and like, if you talk about that, that, that that's such a beautiful story. And our buddy, yeah, who knows if it's real, but it's amazing. Yeah, yeah, but but I I was in a I was in a park that had all these spots where like ponds are supposed to be, and they're dried up and abandoned, and the 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 uh, t- picnic tables are overgrown with grass, flooded with people. That's great. It, it is clear the park hasn't that, been kept that, up. That story proves one thing: Pokemon lives matter. <laughs> Hashtag oh. captures matter. Uh, but again, my advice: get on a bike. You, it's the. This is a game set in the real world. You can cheat on a bike, and there's no way they can stop you. <laughs> I am. I am way. I am. I am triple the level of Brett. Who it's like the who, wall hack so of Pokemon Go. By that Go. logic, I should be able to cheat even better in a car. No, no, because if you go too fast, you will confuse. Like at this point, confuse ah. the servers, but you. You can't slow what down. What if and I stop go for really slow and just upset all the other drivers? <laughs> no, I, look, I, I the, was the game's a, made for yeah. you to walk in. If you have someone mm. patient enough to stop a car every several, like every couple of feet, mm-hmm. fine, good for you. Yeah. But like a bike was like I was. What trying. I'm paying you for, Uber driver? I wrote, I wrote look, the article I was, like I almost died several times. Do not play while riding a bike. Yeah, I did that, but I am better than you. <laughs> and, and like you shouldn't do that. But I did. I almost died twice. Out of, but I got a lot of shit out of it. I'm way ahead of you in Pokemon <laughs> I Go. I played uh, Pokemon Go while I was in a lift today, and I hate that I say that. In a lift? I'm, I've now become the, the person I hate. Oh, an L-Y-F-T. I thought you were saying an elevator and you were British. No, no, a lift. A, a, I, a, someone who owned a car, I, I paid them money to drive me to a place, but I, uh, yeah, I couldn't get anything done because I was like, oh, I'm past you that. You too I'm fast. past that landmark. And I, that, I am weirdly like moving today, my phone around in this car to capture something. We're going over to the park because someone has set off a lure module, which basically <laughs> like floods us with free Pokemon, and we're waiting for the the signal to change. And Dave and I are both looking at our phone, yeah. capturing Pokemon. The guy in front of us walks, 
and we walk after him. And then finally, I look up from my phone to the right. This is not a red light. And there's traffic <laughs> screaming at us in this direction. Oh, uh, and we just walked after this guy because this guy chose to run when he found an open frogger spot yeah, in yeah. getting past traffic. And I say to Dave, this is not a cross signal. We need to go. You didn't even... You never even looked past your phone. <laughs> yeah. I had to say, I had to like say you never even put your phone down. Uh, Dude, I had a I had a incense going. I had only have 30 minutes. All, I've seen you run run at red lights through cars. You were standing in the middle of the street while cars were screaming at slowing down to come at us. <laughs> so so you're saying we, you're saying we were Pokemon going to die. I, again, I, I said that to, to Brett as we were going out to like go to a coffee shop and utilize all this shit. And like, I don't care. This is the first time with a game. I don't care who sees me play it. I don't care about the stigma because everybody's playing it. Everybody knows what this is. And oh, there's those idiots. I just can you imagine that stigma doesn't matter to the world? That's fucking. That's it's so great cool. to it's great to know that again. That that weird divide where it's like adults playing a video game, but again. I'm indifferent towards it, but it's heartwarming to see people playing it everywhere around me, talking about yeah. it. It's just like, oh, the things I like actually matter. And you like know. talking about games the way you used to talk about games when they were really fucking fun, where yeah. no one knew everything. And I, don't know, I thought it was great. And were you on the Foursquare uh, no. tip? When like, but you remember at Future with like Tyler and yeah, yeah, Lizzie. And, that. It's like that, but with fucking Pokemon, man. And it, I don't think you're it, not selling it. I don't think <laughs> it, I don't think it's built. But you remember how excited we were about it uh-huh. and how that was a thing. Foursquare fucked itself because it ruined its gamification. <clears throat> I love the game. I cannot wait to play yeah. more. To me, it's, to me, this has to win a Game of the Year award. Well, we'll see. Like, hmm. if we're still playing it at the end of the month. Yep. I'm not, I'm not sure that it matters. Like, if 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 this goes on has, for two more has, weeks. Like this is already yeah. more like hype than most games get. This has their like entire lives. It's been more. I don't want to say revolution, mm-hmm. revolutionary, but that's the only thing that's coming to mind. The mm-hmm. Mitomo, like Mitomo, everyone was into it for like a weekend. Yeah, but it seemed like a but, social experiment. I think, but it wasn't think, getting people to leave their apartments mm-hmm. and like go to parks and shit. And like, I think when we get to game of the year time, you're mm-hmm. going to be arguing for it uh, mainly because it's one of only three games that you have played this year. <laughs> How dare you? I played all the games in the game of the year list of start except Stardew Valley. Yeah. And you didn't bring up Dark Souls 3, so what the fuck do you That's know? That's true. Well, <laughs> and you're not going to play Monster Hunter. No. you're a dick. <laughs> <laughs> you called me a dick for playing the last one. <laughs> How does that work? You're dick if you do, and you're dick if you yeah. don't. Uh, two other interesting games came out this week. Uh, Seventh Dragon 3 Code VFD oh. uh, was reviewed by a friend of the show, Heidi Kemps, Ooh. for GameSpot. So everybody go look at her review. She liked it. She gave it an 8. It is a JRPG slash dungeon crawler. Sounds like it has sci-fi and fantasy elements. Yeah, my boss liked it a lot at US ah. Gamer. And uh, that was the first time this series has come over to America. Yeah. There was a DS1. It's a series? Yeah, there's a, there's a oh. DS1 was the first one. Then they made a very boobalicious one for the yeah. PSP. Oh, okay. And I think this one is slightly more dignified I mean, for the 3DS, correct? Come yeah. On. Look it, at my yes. best friend and his son playing. They, they found a po- the public library is an epic spot. That's and they nice. in the fucking public library, both catching Pokemon together, playing the same game. It's beautiful. It's, they should be reading a book. Yeah. <laughs> it's so dignified, in fact, Bob, that it doesn't support 3DS's 3D option. Oh, you know what? what? I've, I've that noticed. Allowed? I guess I, played, I didn't think that was allowed at I, all. I, 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 that's, I, I've taken that from Heidi's review that uh, it's so pretty that she wishes it supported stereoscopic 3D. I, I played a few which lower it budget. Might be one of those games that disables the stereoscopic 3D so it can get better performance. That could be it. I played a few like kind of lower budget 3DS games that didn't did not have the 3D um, effects enabled even yeah. with the slider. It is my understanding that it has a big rule with Nintendo. Really? Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. because I might have worked with a couple of games. <laughs> well, we couldn't tell you had the well, option I know, like, to I turn the 3D yeah. off so the, the game well, would. 
Fighter, the, the, the launch yeah. Street Fighter game was like, you can play it in 3D, but you can also play it in 60 frames. I don't know what you're talking about, but Monster 3D, Hunter yeah. 3 could run in 60 frames a second if you turn the 3D off. Um. <laughs> uh, yeah, 7th Dragon 3 Code is apparently the 7th or the 3rd game in the series. Oh. I don't know which one. One of the two. It yeah. has two numbers in there. Um, it's actually the code game in in the long run. It's, that's yeah. Japanese titling for yep. you. The yeah. first. This is the f- sorry. <laughs> this is the first game in the series to come out in America. You can call it whatever you want, <laughs> but you're calling it Seventh Drag Seventh Dragon Three Code VFD. God. I mean, nobody will find this. I, I like I complain about Japanese titles too, but I will gladly take a bizarre one over like Seventh Dragon Origins, Chronicles, Absolution, <laughs> Chronicles. Retaliation, Revenge. I don't like, know. All of Revelations those. Chronicles. Yes, exactly. Like, oh, God, so yeah. terrible. What is this Sega? Like, just figure out what the best name is for America because what you can call it whatever you want. We know kids love Chronicles, so. I, but I'm also a big proponent of like, don't. Every title across the country, across the world, should be the same. Yeah. They should have the same title. Subtitles are stupid. There shouldn't be a bracketed duodecim in front of the Final yeah. Fantasy fighting game. So this That's is dumb. like, this is uh, whatever the opposite of Roman numerals is. Seventh Dragon is a seven, like the number seven. Mm-hmm. Seventh Dragon, then Roman numeral three, code, colon, colon VFD. VFD. That is so... VFD. Well, is, this is the product of a Japanese man with a lot of power. Yeah. <laughs> no, don't change anything. I didn't make these. I didn't there's make like, this for Americans. There's four different departments that like every single word in the title is a different department. Like, nah, mm-hmm. we're going Roman numerals. Yeah, if you've worked in marketing at all, you cannot believe this was. They, they, somebody allowed this to happen. But uh, that's how powerful Japan is. I believe <laughs> the other numerals are Arabic. Is that Arab- correct? <laughs> Now I'm really scared. Yeah. <laughs> our yeah, that's the thing. Our numerals, our number seven is an Arabic numeral. Is uh, it? Yeah, Song of the Deep is also out this week. Insomniac uh, oh, went yeah. and made a side-scrolling uh, really? submarine Metroidvania. Really? Wow. So uh, I'm actually just really interested in it. Uh, yeah. GameSpot gave it a six, and oh. I think other places gave it like eights, and uh, it's sitting on a seventy-something on Metacritic. Mm. So. Take from that what you will. It's better than their Song of the South game. I know that much. Probably, yes. So. Disneyland Adventures? <laughs> Watch my Tomorrowland video, people, because nobody did. But it is about a uh, female submarine captain who goes in search of her father. So clearly it's terrible because feminism. Wait, Ugh. is the captain female or is the submarine female? The captain female? is female. The so submarine could also be female. That's right? historically if inaccurate. If you're one of those grizzled sailors who refers to everything as she. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Except you have to fire the missile into the submarine vagina. Mm. Mm-hmm. That's how it works. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I wish that was funnier. Cutting all of <laughs> that. <laughs> From feminism onward. Uh, anyway, I suppose it's time to jump ahead to... I respect the news theme. I want to let everyone know that. Good. I did not say one word. I held my breath. Thank you. Yes. That's, it's very important that some people here can respect the sacredness. It's VGA etiquette. Yeah. yeah. Thank God for Pokemon Go. Finally, something shuts you guys up. <laughs> I am bringing like a Faraday cage to Retronauts now. Everyone puts their phone in it before we record. <laughs> Take it away, Dave. Yeah, I collected this week's news stories. I don't know a lot. Some of these are gonna. Some of these games are a little bit foreign to me, so I don't know a lot about them. But Chris, there's a what? Uh, the first new uh, additional Overwatch character 
Anna, Anna was yeah. revealed. She's one of the uh, sniper, and now one of two moms in uh, Overwatch. Yeah. Wow. Who's the other one? Uh, Mercy, I think. Oh, I mean, people call her mom. Is, that I don't, a, is she uh, canon a mom, or is um, that just like the have they are has the internet already developed a story for I her? I think like Soldier seventy six is dad, and Mercy is mom, um, according to the kids. I guess. Uh, yeah, and there yeah. could be some kind of sexual connotation like that. I'm old. I don't know. No, no. I, I've been paying attention. Like there, there was like this whole weird fandom thing that I I think I addressed on an earlier show without fully understanding it, and then right. I went back and looked at it, and it's like, oh yeah, that, like. Uh, in in their reality, like oh yeah, Diva's actually like a toddler who loves Doritos for some reason. <laughs> yeah, I was and like, that... where's the context for this in the game? I guess you don't need it. I was like, where, where are the Doritos? Uh, yeah. I guess her little her little triangles on her face, maybe or maybe, Doritos well, scars. Maybe, I think because she's a uh, she's supposed to be a pro gamer. Oh, okay, that, like oh, she loves Doritos. She should be like just an atrophied body in that suit then, <laughs> kind of covered in be. dust. Yeah, but then yeah, uh, like what was it like? Uh, Blizzard. Here's Soldier Seventy Six. He's grizzled and scarred. He's everyone's dad, and, and he, he has snacks, and everyone loves him. Uh, I, I love. I love the. Uh, I guess the head cannon is that what you want to call it. Yeah, I guess. I, I need yeah. a wiki for the head cannon because I like that layer on top of the actual game. It's like, oh, here, here's a, a ghost bent on vengeance. She has a great ass. No, stop it. <laughs> Quit ruining it for me. <laughs> I cue like, a bunch of pictures of it was, it was a reaper the the guy with the skull face yeah like having great legs and a prominent <laughs> ass I know he's got the most anime names great ass yeah <laughs> uh, what else Chris are, are you any are you will you be playing this character at all I don't know a if sniper I'll ever... who can heal I have I Pokemon so. Go I think and we Monster had, Hunter is out on Friday we had I a loved sniper Overwatch. who can heal I... in uh, Evolve uh, which is going free to play Ooh. Yes, yeah. that's the big news this week. And, 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 and well, yeah, let's jump to that. It, yeah, it became it, like uh, the, uh, the like the third shit, like the like the seventh most played game game on Steam after two years of nothing. That's good to hear. Uh, when I started working for US Gamer, we went to Turtle Rock's. I uh, sorry, Two K, where the Turtle Rock guys had us play Evolve with them. Like, this is great. I, this is going to be my Left 4 Dead Two substitute. I love Left 4 yeah, Dead Two, one of my yeah. favorite mm. games of all time to play online. Yep. I get the game, and it's like, oh wait, 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 wait. You can play one of these characters. You got to work for these other ones, and so much of accessing the content was a grind, yep. as opposed to like Overwatch, where it's like, here's everything, play yep. with everything. Yeah. Yeah. That's Try what I anybody. wanted Evolve to be from the beginning. Is mm. the free to play version like that at all, or is it still like, no, you grind for every variant of this character. Yeah, I don't. You grind for the monsters to play as. I, I thought, hated I that. I remember. I thought I read something about superficial stuff being part of the monetization. Of okay, it. Uh, but the the I think the reality is they had a three-year plan for that game yeah and they seem to promote that very heavily and like that's not gonna happen i think there was a i I didn't expect it to go free to play um but i I did sort of like because it's what did you call it uh left 4 dead meets monster hunter that's exactly when you can play as the monster but the game never really Hmm. clicked for me i think there was a lack of confidence about not having a single player mode so they tried to make it like a 40 hour experience Mm -hmm. by making that the the limit of unlocking all the content yes and i and i didn't want to have to deal with that like i just wanted to play with everything and not have to earn another monster earn another character so i just remember being like why isn't playing as the monster more fun it, I, I thought it was powerful. a lot of fun. I never felt well, I, powerful. I wonder, well, then you didn't invest in the right abilities I and evolve the right way. This is a precedent for like uh, is Battleborn going to go free to play? It's like if it's going to compete with Overwatch, I think I that's think the best that, way to do that it. That would be really interesting to see console games go free to play because to eat, they can. Well, evolve uh, isn't. I know that the I, I, it's I don't, only free I to play on it. PC. It, it's a it's a it's a lot of work. But like that is true, evolve yeah. evolve for all intents and purposes 
wasn't it dead in the water? Am I, and I'm not being crazy. Almost right? immediately, and having gone to a lot of uh, conventions before the game came out, there was an obscene amount of money spent on promoting that game. Like it had one of the most obscenely um, extravagant E3 and PAX displays with like a giant monster and all these people playing and like a commentator giving commentary and just I was like, this game has to succeed because they're spending so much money on it. But it it just I think that was that that uh, that whole unlocking thing that really stopped a lot of people because. Yeah. The that's, that's an, I remember that. Like that is that like a, I, like why am I unlocking things in single player? Yeah, like, I didn't um, I didn't hate doing it when I reviewed Battleborn, but like it was a very slow process to unlock new characters. And like the first time I played Overwatch, I'm like, oh, well, everyone is available right at the beginning. Like that's a ver- uh, that's a refreshing change of pace. I don't like I don't. I don't own Overwatch, so I don't know if it like diminishes like how much you want to play afterwards. But it sounds like I don't everyone so. I've talked to about yeah yeah Overwatch seems to really love it hours later. So the, the, the confidence that Blizzard had in just saying like here's all the content, just yeah. play it, no single player, who cares? To have fun, I love that confidence. Not like oh you have to get your this many hours worth yeah. of fun. Yeah, like, you won't understand this character right away. Like nah, let maybe maybe <laughs> let me decide that. I haven't paid sixty dollars. For a game I've never played before and felt like it was so worthwhile since mm. Overwatch. Oh yeah, uh, Dark Souls Three. I knew what I was getting. Uncharted. I knew. I knew what I was. Getting. I had a choke slam a GameStop employee to get the forty dollars skew. <laughs> <laughs> it exists. Tell me. <laughs> uh, the NPD is changing its uh, tracking reports to to start to include digital uh, sales now. Which, Which is, is like, smart. Why not just retire if you're doing uh, that right now? Admit you're irrelevant and you didn't matter in the first place. And well, they were they you. were previously including. So I used to pour uh, over so those things. The article that I've read about it, uh, the MPD was including digital sales from uh, like Microsoft and Sony from yes. their digital storefronts, and they've kind of like just they they don't have access to Steam, yeah, they're, so they, they're, 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 they're not they're coupling even... it with four month old data from retail. Like you, the U.S. has the the oldest. Sorry, how do you say that? Uh, the U.S. sales data for retail games, for, according to the N- NPD, is on like a three-month delay, like a uh, fucking magazine. No, like, we usually have the last months, but it takes like it two takes or three months. Weeks. But it takes it, two or three weeks into the next month, but you'll but get they the previous also have months. The, the UK numbers, which are instant. Like the second the UPC code is scanned, they know yeah. that there's a sale has been made. The, the U.S. is based on weird reports and but sell it's through still ownership. what I don't know. Maybe it's changed in the last two years since I've like had to write about NPDs, but like when I did it was like this is what like NeoGAF and like the internet yeah. will be like we this game won this month, yeah. this game sucked this month. Mm-hmm. It's like it's still some sort of arbiter well, of it's, uh, it's like popularity. the closest we get to box office return. Yes, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But wasn't it like wasn't this uh privilege information like you yes. needed to pay to access you pay it? A lot. Yes. And when when you saw those numbers you weren't paying for it. And Someone just stole the text or I whatever. Read, I read a billion stats. reports on it. I never had the data till I worked at a yeah. publisher. There I never is, had the NP and, and seeing that shit was fascinating. There is a more detailed MP, NPD yeah. that just I has think, I think everything. When, like they they do release some of the data it to the mm-hmm. press, but I think yeah, generally when generally people report on the my data. perception was that if if a publication is reporting on NPD numbers, it's because they have a friend yep. at a company who yeah. is sharing the numbers with and them. Some of it's like really boring and esoteric; you don't want to read it, but like it is fascinating, especially if you're working on a game, yeah. uh, and it's very detailed. Uh, so Pokemon Go, uh, we, we briefly mentioned this before, but uh, Pokemon Go has. Boosted Nintendo stock price by twenty five percent this week, which I mean, I bet by the time this episode comes out, it'll have like fallen it's, back down to earth. But that's insane. I'm generally against championing the stock of anything because <laughs> that kind of shit is stupid. But 
I think a week ago I was concerned whether Nintendo would exist for another five yeah, years. Yeah, I mean, I just said earlier and, that uh, this makes them relevant again yeah. while the NX is you know, coming into being, while Zelda uh, The Breath of the Wild comes into being. Like, I, this is great for them, you know. I hope so. I hope I hope this continues. I hope this encourages Nintendo to try more new and open things. Um, and, and behave behave in a modern gaming landscape, which they, which they fucking don't. If you didn't read our stupid Patreon update, mm-hmm. like, our, our original Patreon unlocked a weekly Nintendo stream. Like, every time we do that, Nintendo hits us with a copyright strike. <laughs> Like and basically makes us YouTube criminals. Well, yeah, would you, why? A year ago, would you expect Nintendo to change the world with a mobile ARG? Yeah, absolutely of all not. Companies? They're preventing their game from being yeah. shown on the internet. Here's a free game on everyone's iPhones. What the fuck? Do your, company, <laughs> do your your branches even talk to one another? I don't think so. Summer Games Done Quick Marathon raised one point three million dollars for charity this year, which is a new record for. Hmm. For that uh, series, yeah, that, uh, that shit is so fun. At, at the same time, that doesn't seem like a lot, uh, given how much everyone was talking it, about it. Well, on my yeah, Twitter it because gamers are selfish. It, anyway, uh, good point. Stingy. Sorry. It, yeah. Well, it, yeah, it ran a week, but also it's 1.3 million from, and now it's taking the site forever to load. But I believe it's like 1.3 million from 30,000 uh, contributors. Like mm. that's, that's people insane. are donating really a lot, but yeah. it's. it's it's a few. Oh, it's it's a small amount of people donating. And, and a lot remember, of money. this is a grassroots thing with like not a lot of. I don't know what would you call that yeah. corporate ties. I'm not, I, mean, I don't want to say it's unprofessional because it looks great. I like these um, people because unlike YouTubers, uh, some of them at least, they're in it for the spirit of the game, yeah. the spirit of charity, and uh, for as much as gamers get a bad reputation, sometimes deserved. These are the best like example for how to be a, a kind and, and generous yeah. gamer. Like they're giving their time, they're doing these amazing feats that they train to do, and it's all for charity. Like and everyone on that on these streams is so supportive, yep. so nice, yep. and there are also terrible terrible stories of cancer are mixed in with these yeah. uh, speedruns, which yeah. are kind of hard to deal with, but uh, like, just find a game that you think you know and watch a speedrun of it, you yeah. will, your mind will be blown. Yeah, away. and just yeah. sort of like this, because there, it's happening, it was happening last week, which uh, was one of the worst weeks for like general yeah. news in the, yeah, in the I think universe, like, and it was like very fun to hide in Awesome Games Done Quick. There are probably like five mm-hmm. tragedies that happened within the span of yes. Summer Games Done Quick. So. Yes. Yeah, so it's $1.297 million from 20... 20- 2,840 donors. And I quickly did the math, and that's like $56 per donator. So it's like... crazy. Yeah, Pete, like, not a lot of people are donating, but everyone who is donating, it's a lot. Pre-order renewed! But it's also like, I think when you... For Summer Game... For any Games Done Quick marathon, Mm -hmm. you can donate a lot of money, and like, I want this uh, stream to be uh, like... Like no kills, or when this person is playing Super Metroid, they have to save the yeah, animals. Like, I want to name the RPG character you're playing. Yeah, exactly. As, yeah. Things like that. The, the one that I tuned in for was uh, like the announcer had to sing the uh, the opening bars of the opera from Final Fantasy. VI. <laughs> There's a lot of singing related yeah. ones. Oh yeah. my heroes! <laughs> that one. Yes, uh, I, 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 if I could plug one thing, I, I did cover uh, Summer Games Done Quick from the inside last year. I went to St. Paul, Minnesota, was there for a few days, talked to a lot of people. It's it's on US Gamer. It's called I'm Running As Fast As I Can Inside Summer Games Done Quick, and uh, you should be able to find it on the site. It's an interview with a lot of speedrunners, a lot of info about the event itself, and I love those guys and all they do for charity. So, good stuff. Uh, Red Dead Redemption came out on Xbox One last week, and uh, they've done some tests on it, and it apparently runs better on Xbox yeah. One. Oh, it, uh, yeah. it, so, like, on Xbox 360, 
it kind of like hovers sometimes in the like the twenty frames per second uh, area mm-hmm. during like crazy scenes. But Xbox One, it's always thirty frames per oh, second, wow. which is like I didn't know really cool. Xbox One backwards compatibility could do that. But like, I mean, like you fucked around with like uh, an emulator. Yeah, and like the, that technology is running on something so powerful. Like you can get sixty <laughs> frames a second out of every PlayStation One game. I, f- yeah. I feel even better about the horrible act of laziness I committed during <laughs> the ultimate Xbox One sale, which was finding a oh Red Dead is on here for seven dollars and fifty cents. Is that how much I'm willing to pay to never have to get up, find the disc, and put it in my Xbox Jeez. One? Sometimes. Sure. I think <laughs> we're all forgetting that 60 FPS is the only ethical frame yeah. rate. That's true. So uh, <laughs> I'm doxing this game. Uh, whatever, I'm scrub. I'm going to go for 120 every time. This game lives used at GameStop, and I'll tell you where that is after the show. <laughs> and uh, last but not least, uh, Adam Boyes. Adam Boyes. Uh, yes. He was he was basically the face of PlayStation indie games at uh, the last two E3 press conferences, but not this most recent one because it was literally one dude on stage the entire time. Uh, but he he left. Uh, he's left PlayStation, uh, which I don't know if that like kind of uh, instills any worry that like. PlayStation still have like the indie cred it did before because it, it's also coupled with the fact that like PlayStation at mm-hmm. E3 did not have much of a focus on indie games. Like well, I they think were it probably ch- had focus on first party mega budget horseshit, not not things they lightly helped usher into yeah, but, being ported. I mean, that and, and, like, mm-hmm. and like Sony's indie support, by the way, is them waiving the hundreds of thousands of dollars they charge small games to come on their system. Yeah, uh, and so it's not ultimately that much and I think it still will exist but, yeah I think that was that was something that like Microsoft did show off at E3 like, and I think we've got these that's indie games coming in hindsight, to one. <laughs> in hindsight that's something they had to do because remember the last E3 Sony where's your first party stuff we didn't make any. Oops, mm. We yeah. didn't make any. Here's here's a thirty minute presentation on a Kickstarter, <laughs> like <laughs> oh, because gosh. we didn't make this. Sounds like an EA conference. <laughs> <laughs> we swear to God, we're making Star Wars. Just give us another year. <laughs> So, time for the community segment. It is segmenting the community. Last week's question of the week was, which game character's childhood would you most like to play through? First responder in the forums was Membinsane Rain, who said, I always wondered what life would have been like for a young Ganondorf. Being the first male-born Gerudo in over a thousand years, how does that work? And being told that you would lead the Gerudo out of the desert would be a pretty big thing to put onto a person. And I kind of want to know how that originally affected him. I would also like to know how he came about the Legend of the Triforce, gaining his dark powers, and what his intentions were when finally taking over Hyrule, especially with how he redecorated the castle. Michael, I'll tell you how that works upon replaying this game. Uh, they kidnap a lot of carpenters, and the carpenters don't seem ah. to mind being kidnapped, so oh, yeah. would put you? it together. Yeah. <laughs> All right, um, good to know. New Tain. <laughs> Great new Tain. Show me Celery Man. Uh, <laughs> I remember John John Marston uh, mentioning he was pretty young when he left the orphanage to join Dutch's gang, so a game following his early years as an outlaw would be amazing. By the way, um, like I'm, uh, the article's probably pretty old, but I read just this week... Like Polygon had an article, like interviewing the guy who played John Marston. I think it's was old. just played John Marston. Yeah, and like doesn't has, want to do anything and doesn't else. want to do it again. It's like that's amazing. Like yeah. you played one of the most iconic characters of the last generation. And like and I like, looked forward to him as being being that that experience being sullied by his Nolan Northing 
being included in every yeah. game. And it never happened. And John Marston, John Marston will remain one of the best characters in one of the best games yeah. the last ten years. Awesome. Uh, A1 Stakesaw says, Sincere, the Shakespearean Elcorp from Mass Effect 3 <laughs> Citadel. <laughs> Wistful. Long have I desired to experience the first-hand struggle of a prolific artist burning with fiery passion who was afflicted since birth with a less-than-enthusiastic tone of voice. Stoic yet hopeful. <laughs> I feel as though this actor went through trials and tribulation worthy of a space Oscar on his road to being a star of a hit Broadway show of such magnitude. Sheepishly. That manatee probably got lo- lots of space bitches. <laughs> I can read this one. Ravenbaum said, and I'll say this in, in the whitest way possible, I'd like to play as baby 50 Cent from 50 Cent, Blood on the Sand. I'd like the game to be set back when little 50 Cent was only shot one time, which kind of makes the first game 50 Cent bulletproof a misnomer. He was shot several times. <laughs> well, Bob is here. I, I, Nine times, I believe. I have to say, I've been watching a lot of Kids in the Hall. That Gavin you were just uh, doing was pretty fucking oh, that, great. I didn't realize I was doing yeah. that. Well, previously... Uh, Do you like onions? Uh, onions is all I eat. A few days ago, I, I said uh, salt and pepper, referring to the, the rap group. I was like, oh my god. <laughs> Salt and, Salt and it's pepper. one of the situations where you don't ha- you can you can go hard in the R Bob. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm too afraid. Uh, <laughs> but I think he was shot at the beginning of Fifty Cent Bulletproof. I'll just say that. Was yeah. He? So God. yeah, like so that, before the, he even had the uh, rewriting the, the, the shot nine skull. times thing. Where was the class action lawsuit against that game? A good point. Uh, the never ending story. <laughs> Stabby Joe says Duke Nukem. How much? <laughs> Sorry, that is a funny concept. <laughs> I grew up this way. Well, that's when when Tomb Raider came out. Like, I saw at least one comic strip with somebody saying, "Like, well, what if Duke Nukem was scared and a teenage boy?" And like, actually, yeah, I'd really like to see that because it might give his yeah. characters some depth. I'm a product of my upbringing. <laughs> yes. Uh, how, how much you want to bet he was actually a fat, greasy, stereotypical nerd who carried around hot pockets and RPG books and couldn't talk to me? I'm afraid of intimacy. <laughs> I'm going to reject you before you can reject me. I'm going to grab a turd out of the toilet and write on a whiteboard with it, and that'll be the one moment of interactivity in this whole game. I should read the next one, Michael. Uh, okay. Uh, polyhedral dice clay... <laughs> Or is it polyhedral oh! or polyhedral? Polyhedral, yeah. <laughs> dice clay. I fucked him. <laughs> said Demon Hunter Garcia Hotspur from Shadows of the Damned. Imagine his teen years were a cross between Supernatural and a telenovela. <laughs> oh, being able to think about Andrew Dice Clay somehow makes me so happy. Played by Steve Bloom at his... Now I'm doing Russian. Played by Steve Bloom at his raspiest. Mm-hmm. Uh, a man riding a woman riding a motorbike said, I'd like to play through the child soldier days of uh, Raiden. Raiden? Raiden? Raiden. Raiden. From MGS. Uh, they always talk up what a badass PTSD basket case he's from... Uh, he is from that, uh, but you never see what it was really yeah. like. I was kind of hoping they'd get into that in uh, Phantom Pain at some point, mm-hmm. but never never got to those mm-hmm. years. It's true. So, uh, Norsu Champ says, Dr. Mario's years in medical school would make an excellent David Cage story and a video game. American-Italian minority struggling amongst rich kids. Big-time drama between himself and two love interests. Nerdy but reliable Pauline and a slutty cheerleader called Peach. Hey, Peach is, is using her body the way she wants to. <laughs> and these horrifying nightmares about mushroom people and gigantic spiky turtles. Now, hey, I, I always imagine if there was a backstory behind that, 
Mario is an overachiever and everybody hates him. He's like the Max Fisher yeah. uh, of the universe that he's yeah, somehow yeah. done all this stuff and he wants to be a doctor. But the reality is this is an honorary degree. We all he's know a, this. He's a doctor like Dr. Dre. Or Bill Cosby. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Honorary. Or Dr. Nick. Uh, Beeson said... <laughs> Beeson said, I would like a game where you play as Bruce Wayne learning skills that would help him become Batman. Unfortunately, the only way I see this happening is essentially making him the main character of Bully. Until you get the in, in, until you get to the inherently campy aspect of the, that scenario, it seems like a good fit to me. Mm-hmm. And uh, we have we have one video response. Barney, you're play it because <laughs> here's a uh, Barney sixty nine talking Barney. about wa- watchdogs. And by the way, he's wearing a goofy hat in this clip. So butthole is <laughs> on my nose. <laughs> hey VGA, it's me, your friend Barney, recording in the back of a car because I've got no work else that's quiet. Now, I want to play as a pimply. Face teenage version of Johnny Watchdogs from Watchdogs. I kind of forget his name. Johnny Watchdogs. Uh, you see, one problem with Watchdogs was the driving and the shooting and the story and the characters. Everything but the uh, hacking puzzles where you blow up nameless, faceless. Well, actually, they had names and faces. You blow up goons with personalities. I forgot about that. Uh, however,. All that other stuff, you take it away, you reduce the man to a 15-year-old boy with an Apple Newton and a 56K dial-up <laughs> connection, and you just make him do hacker shit. And I really like the aesthetic of 90s hacker CRT stuff. I think it would be a pretty good Blood Dragon-style uh, sidequel, prequel, sequel, what you call it. Uh, bye, fellas. I love you all. <laughs> if you kiss us all of us. What? Oh, thank you. Aww. Johnny Watchdogs has to be an available. <laughs> I just love name. the idea of using Johnny an Apple Newton <laughs> to execute orders. I want to play eat the, up Martha. The eat up Martha mission. Yes. <laughs> New question of the week. In honor of Ghostbusters coming out this week, what is your favorite game ghost? I'm gonna go with the Kusabi from Fatal Frame Two because that mm. thing is fucking terrifying. And uh, was had the name, uh, or one of our forum members uh, took his name and was also terrifying. I, uh, we, <laughs> damn it, really. I, we talked earlier, uh, Folklore was a really cool, unique RPG. I have not played it in a while, but every time I bring it up, I get a nice tweet from somebody who remembers Folklore. Because it was basically like being a Ghostbuster, and it was the only, one of the only games to use the six access or something fun. You suck the shit out, and you yank the controller back like it's an actual proton pack. Hmm. Uh, but... You said it like um, I was talking to Brett today about Luigi's Mansion, uh, Dark Dark Moon. That's the name of the game, right? I yeah. think I think that's actually my favorite 3DS game. Oh wow, it's really good. It is really really good. Now Luigi's Mansion is nice, but it has its problems, and Dark Moon is just refined and great. God, I need to play that so bad. It's really good, really good. I would say uh, mine is going to be uh, Kissel from Ghost Trick. Ooh. One of my favorite games Kissel. of all time. Oh. Um, yeah, Kissel has the ability Kissel to... Kissel or Sissel? Oh, wait, Sissel. Yeah, Sissel, sorry. Because yeah. there's Sissel and Missile in the game. Yeah. I think yeah. Kissel is from Jerky Boys. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. God, my Jerky Boys and Ghost Trick knowledge is being com- discombobulated. But Sissel uh, has the ability to travel back in time two minutes before someone died, and mm. he, can, he can inhabit the, the, the bodies of objects in order to prevent their deaths. It's a great puzzle slash uh, adventure slash visual novelish game and it's mm-hmm. great played on iOS please he's awesome uh, I, I don't remember the guy's name exactly which is sad because I played through the entire game and reviewed it 
But uh, murdered soul suspect. Murdered soul suspect. Oh yeah, yeah. Soul suspect. Soul soul suspect. Soul suspect. I reviewed that game too, Dave. That was so weird, and it had such a weird ending. Yeah, but like, just I like the idea of just having like the movie Ghost as a video game, where it's like I'm a ghost, and I have I have this one vessel I can uh, investigate through. I have to make her do all this shit, and like. Like establish a friendship with her and like go to all these places and find out the the backstory behind my death and it's just like the gameplay itself not that great. But I did not story... like the ghost stealth. Ghost, uh, oh, yeah. that was the ghost worst. Stealth? Why yeah. is that a thing? You have to like hide in like f- from like demons or something. Yeah. These like little portals. Yeah. They yeah. randomly shoehorned in a like a stealth slash combat. We need gameplay. To it. <laughs> but like that sucked. That really sucked, yeah. but the, like just some of the yeah, just traversing kind of sucked. But the story itself, I was like, I'm interested in that. Like, yeah. I'm interested yeah. in this guy who's dead and this girl who can hear him, and neither of them get along with each other, but they just have to like be with each other throughout this adventure to solve his death. Yeah, the story was a lot of fun, and I also like that. Uh, you're not only so- solving your own murder, you're solving other people's murders. Yeah. Like, you run mm-hmm. into other ghosts and you have to find clues that relate to, like, oh, here's how you died, here's who killed you. Um, and the one that I always remember, uh, like, there's a lot of ghosts who are just bystanders and some of them are just assholes. And yeah. there's, like, one that, like, yeah, this lady killed me when I was invading her house and uh, so now I'm going to stay in this closet and haunt her kid forever because I'm a dick. Ghosts are petty. All right. So what's your favorite game, Ghost? Let us know by going to lasertimepodcast.com slash forums. Start the thread, ask the question, and then answer it. If you do it first, you get read first on next week's show, or you can answer under the comments for episode 172 at com. That's our show. Who wants it? Bob, you're the guest. Why don't you start us off with plugs? Uh, you can listen to my classic gaming podcast, Retronauts. All these guys have been on it. They're going to be on it soon, actually, Yay! coming up this weekend. I've never yes. been so happy and mad <laughs> for you. I have submitted every show I've done to Podmas on oh. AV Club. Oh, and yes, And Grim right. comes on your show once, and they're like, host, co-host Mike Grimm, like, what the fuck? I was tickled <laughs> by... like eight shows? God, you must hate me, I like, was personally. I, I was tickled by the AV Club dropping Mike Grimm's name. Yes! That's great. Oh, it's the worst. Fuck but, Mike Grimm. Yes, I, I do. He'll never be on another Laser Time show. I do host Retronauts. Mike Grimm was on it once, and he made history. <laughs> but it's a classic game podcast. I, I'm sure you know about it. It goes up at retronauts.com and usgamer.net every Monday. Uh, I think it's pretty good. I also write for usgamer.net and somethingawful.com, and we referenced an article I wrote for Something Awful a few weeks ago. It's called Eight Classic Games That Remind Me of My Father's Traumatic Death at My Own Hands. <laughs> and if you want to know what we were talking about, it's online. It's a great gallery article. Click through all of them. It tells a story. That's my... That's my. Oh, yeah, Bob Server on Twitter, of course. And Talking Simpsons, duh. Yeah, Talking Simpsons, Laser Time's weekly chronological breakdown of the entire... Of the, of the Simpsons. The Simpsons? Is that a good way to say it? Ooh, Ter- terrible way to say it. I think it's... Uh, with a special guest this week. Uh, big thanks oh, to yeah. uh, Eric Nagel of It's Eric Nagel. Yeah. Um, yeah. The famous XM. 80s artist? No. <laughs> what? <laughs> Sounds like you guys got an everything Nagel on that show. <laughs> it's every Bagel. Uh, is everything Bagel? Is that, a, is that a nationwide thing or is that just in New York? No, no. It's in California. It okay. okay. Yeah. I don't need Ohio. Bagel. Yeah. yeah. And everything Nagel. Uh, He's covered in sesame seeds. It's disgusting. (laughs) There's also 302010 Laser Times podcast that goes back 10, 20, and 30 years back in time uh, featuring your math. 
Uh, My wife. Uh, and uh, yeah, recently we talked about uh, Knights' 20th anniversary, and yeah. I'm sure when the fall season rolls around, we'll just be a deluge I, of I video saw, game talk. We set up a giant studio to do a thing with Knights, but until that'll probably never see the light of the day, light yeah. of day, given the technical problems we're having right now. But uh, I do love the game, and mm-hmm. I do think it's really interesting to see. Uh, 3D gaming went down this one path, but here's a path it didn't take, and that's Knights. And it's $7.99 on Steam, and it's remastered. You should have found it's the, fucking cool. You should have found the Louis Gossett Jr. impersonator who sung that song at the end. <laughs> In your dreams, I could see anything you want to. Anytime, anyplace that it can be with you. Oh, and uh, Laser Times Patreon. Patreon.com. Patreon.com slash I don't know any more than the first I, line, Chris. I I'm sorry. Thing. I love this thing. Um, Patreon.com slash laser time. Uh, there's a lot of. You are interrupting our Patreon! <laughs> there will be time for nights later. Uh, uh, yeah, you get bonus movie commentaries, including Ghostbusters with Dan Emmerich, uh, cartoon wrestling match commentaries. Flight of the Navigator oh, with me and yep. things that aren't from the 80s, possibly. And uh, mm. our weekly show, Bonus Time. And this week, there's even more Pokemon Go tips from mm. you on that episode. Listen got, to that hour-long episode. Yeah. It's, it's a good tease. I like it. <laughs> no. Look, look, we need a tips and tricks. I've tra- just never seen, like, I haven't been in the business of, like, someone yelling at me to put up a Pokemon Go article within hours of it coming out. Mm. And, like, all that information was fucking bullshit. How do I get to the secret ice level? <laughs> I, I'm just going to say, don't Pokemon Go. He is only pawn in Game of Life. <laughs> uh, as always, you can follow me personally at Wikiparas on Twitter or follow the show at VG Apocalypse. We can always use more followers. And if you do, uh, you will possibly see a tweet when the show goes live at 4 a.m. on Friday. Hooray! That's been, I know. It's, it's a huge incentive. Uh, that's been our show. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see you next week. I think this is interesting because the game could be about like about this random horseshit. But if Dave sees it, so do I. <laughs> Seriously, if he, we, no, everybody in the same area gets the same Pokemon, and there's, all part of there's this Pokemon yeah. Panopticon. <laughs> That's right. Damn, that grad school education was worth it. <laughs>